This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Studio Boomer Sizing, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network, and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Wednesday morning, Boomer out again for this Super Bowl's greatest commercial shoot, he will be back tomorrow, and then we all leave for Phoenix over the weekend to broadcast live from the site of Super Bowl 57. Some interesting stuff happening last night. Of course, Jerry in for Boomer. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? What is up, Jay? How are you? I'm doing okay. Two things I did not expect this morning when I woke up and got out of bed. One, that it was going to be snowing the entire drive-in because I didn't see that anywhere. Yeah. On a weather report, I saw a chance, a 20% chance of flurries. It snowed the whole goddamn trip in. And the second thing I didn't expect was that Al Dukes would open up the warm-up show saying, I don't know what a triple double is. <laughs> me too. To be honest with you, me too. Yeah. I mean, of all the names and the stuff that we laugh at, and he, I'm not expecting him to keep up with some of the players in the NBA, the NHL, even in uh, the NFL, and it's a funny thing. To not know what a triple-double was, that actually caught me off guard. Having done this for how many years now? 13, 14, 15? Uh, 16. 16. 16 yeah. Yeah. You've never actually understood the term triple-double. Yeah, I heard it all the time. And I was going to Google it, and then I said, you know what? I'll be honest with CeeLo. I would just have him experience it. <laughs> And no offense to CeeLo, I wanted you in that chair so badly this morning to, to roast him. And like, like even CeeLo said himself, he's like, this is not a good day for me to be here. Jerry funny. should be destroying That's you funny. about this triple-double. Is onions basketball? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. That's another one that you found out along the way. Uh, so, yeah, he was talking about the triple-double and LeBron James last night. An annoying Knicks loss that we will get to. Yeah. 
a little bit later. And Sean Payton is the Broncos head coach. But of course, we've got another Aaron Rodgers update because he's on with Pat McAfee yesterday. And it's something that I think might be getting a little overblown. And it's on the back pages of the Post, and I've not seen the back page of any other uh, papers this morning, but it's on the back page of the Post is the love for Nathaniel Hackett and how much he loved this guy. And the reason why I think it's overblown is we already knew that. I mean, the Jets knew it when they hired him. The Broncos knew it when they hired him. Everybody knew it when he was in Green Bay and talked about him leaving and that being a problem for Aaron Rodgers. So him spouting off and talking about Nathaniel Hackett in these great terms doesn't make me think that he wants to be a Jet today more than I did yesterday before I heard that. Made me think more of it today. Why? Here's why. Number one, I knew he liked Nathaniel Hackett. Two, I will tell you, listening to him gush over him and how he makes the game fun and how much respect he has for him. I was in my car like, because I was listening to it on the way and like, wow, I mean, he's really going overboard here with Nathaniel Hackett. And three, last year, we didn't hear that the Packers preferred to move on from Aaron Rodgers. So to me, you add it all up. Get him here. <laughs> Makes a ton of it sense. does. It really does. And, you know, there are other places he can go. I understand that if, in fact, he does come back to play and if, in fact, they do trade him. But to me, if I've got to handicap it, I don't know how I would put the Jets at the top of the list. Well, of course, if he is going to get traded, the Jets are at the top of the list. But I just, once again, don't know if he wants to play. Don't know if the compensation is going to be right. Don't know if the Packers really want to move on and then get to the point where there's cold feet and say, that are we really going to? This guy won two MVPs in a row, then didn't have a good year because he broke his thumb. And then he's going to come back healthy next year. Are we really going to do this? I think they are. I do. And I, the reason I say that is they're not going to go out and break the bank on free agents to appease him and make him happy. The yeah. team is what the team is. I'm sure they'll tweak it. But I don't think there's going to be this this major spending spree in Green Bay. Not Again, I'm not out there. I don't know that. My guess is they're not because they don't do that. So he's probably had enough. Two, you've got Jordan Love. At some point, they need to know what the hell they have in the kid. And three, Aaron Rodgers is 39. They're, they're probably thinking if we're not going to go out and get him the pieces he wants, how much more are we talking about? Time to move on. Jerry, they knew he was going to be 39 this year when they signed him to the extension last yeah, year. Knowing they could trade him. But it's not, but to admittedly go away, we're going to have at the very least a $30 million dead cap hit and we're not having Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback? Yeah, with a quarterback that's making no money though. Yeah. So you can absorb it, and if you average it out, it's really the same thing. But the, what, what has changed, though, from, and, and there might be a legitimate answer to this, what has changed from last year where them saying we're making this commitment now to this year? Because him getting hurt and not making the playoffs, and they had a run as he got healthier and then got beat by the Lions, of course, Sunday Night Football. But they had a run, and everybody's talking about, watch out, Aaron Rodgers gets in the playoffs, who the hell knows? And it was playing at a high level towards the end of the season. You know, what changed this season where they want to get rid of him? Uh, here's a guess. It's nothing more than an educated guess. The realization that you can't win these things, meaning Super Bowls and championships, with just one big quarterback. Like, you need an entire team. Maybe they look around and say, we got to start over. We need to build it better. Um, we need to get younger. I don't know. Again, at 39, could he play till he's 45 like Brady? Sure. He doesn't seem to have the... Drive's not the right word. Brady, I feel like Brady's going to have to get injured to finally actually retire, especially now with what's going on in his personal life. I I don't see him quitting anytime soon. 
Whereas Rogers, he hems and haws and he thinks about life outside. of. Even listening to him yesterday with McAfee, he couldn't wait to get out to Pebble Beach. And why wouldn't you, of course? Of course, yeah. He's like, this is cool. Like, I've been in the playoffs every year. I've missed this for several years. It's pretty awesome out here. Like, I forget about this part of my life. I don't ever really hear that from Brady, do you? No, Brady is all about football. And, and Tom Brady is going to have a tough time when he does retire. I agree. With what he's going to do. And I think that's why he was quick to jump to the Fox thing, to fill that void, knowing I can at least be around the game once I retire. Aaron Rodgers, I really do believe that there might be some things that he misses, like the relationships in the locker room that retired players always talk about. But there's going to be a lot of things he never thinks about again. I agree. And he did say in that interview, I have to ask myself, did you like practice? Mm -hmm. Did you like the meetings? Did you like the journey? All of those things that he does think about. And Tom Brady 100% loves those things. And when training camp rolls around for Tom Brady the first time and he's not there, he's probably going to be in the fetal position in the corner of his <laughs> living room shaking. <laughs> like an addict. You're yeah. right. You're right. So, yeah, well, there is a large difference between the two. But that also plays to the point of where I think there's a better chance that Green Bay smash themselves in the face and goes, do we really want to do this? Or Aaron Rodgers says, I've had it, as opposed to him going and playing somewhere else. Now, don't get me wrong. I want this desperately for multiple reasons. One, my favorite team plays in the NFC North, and I want him the hell out of there for once. And also, having him with the Jets, I think, puts them right in that conversation to be able to compete, yes, for an AFC championship. Agreed. And it would be amazing to follow that. Um, I just I, I just have a tough time uh, seeing him just playing here and wanting to be here regardless of Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, but, but we'll come full circle now. So you sit there and say, and he did, in the beginning of that interview yesterday, he is talking about... About do I want to go through the grind? Do I want to go to the meetings? Do I want to be there at practice again? And do I? It's a long season, the off season, the summer, and then you come back to when he talked about Hackett, that he was the one guy, not one, one of the few guys that made it fun. Yeah, that made the grind fun. That he enjoyed going to work and seeing him and working with him. That's why, to me, I don't want to say eye opening, but I was like. Wow, this is a little more than I anticipated. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because he talked about, yes, the, the journey and does he want to do that and said that he's one of the few guys that made everything fun for right. him. So, yes, I mean, that that does make sense. But the other thing he also said was, you know, the Packers were having conversations and not including me. And that's interesting. Yeah. So, well, and that was how the, that was how the interview started. Essentially, like you know, there's a lot of banter going on. Have you? I think they said, "Have you gone back? Have you spoken to Goons?" Yeah, and he goes, "No." Ironically enough, there's a lot of conversation though had being uh, talked about without me. Yeah, yeah and that's got to annoy him. So I'm I wonder, sure. does it annoy him just because he feels like he's earned the right to be in every one of those conversations, or does it annoy him because everybody's linking him to the Jets and he would never go to the Jets, and why are you talking to me or talking about me going to the Jets when I've not given you the blessing to do that? I think there's a lot going on there. I think he's probably annoyed with the Packers. There's probably part of him that wants to get away from the Packers. There's part of him that wants to retire and just go do whatever it be Aaron Rodgers, and then there's another part of him that would like to go start somewhere else. I really do, and I... I I, it just makes, I know to you it doesn't, to me it does. It makes sense here. Well, it makes sense from the Jets' perspective, and it makes sense from a pure football perspective. But we're not dealing with a normal football player. And that's where I think that X factor comes in. And I do think that if he either retires or says that I don't want to finish my career somewhere else or takes another opportunity maybe in Vegas or something that's closer to where he's comfortable with on the West Coast, we're going to say we should have known all along that he was going to do something like that. 
You know, because we're, we're, we're putting it through our normal football processing system. And then, yes, it's spitting out Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. But there's all these X factors with him. And I can't figure, he, as you said it yesterday, he can't figure himself out. Yeah. How are we supposed to be able to project that? Now, if he does end up saying, I want to play with the Jets, then I, then I think that he will be 100% committed because Boomer has brought that up. Will he buy in? Will he be the guy that needs to be the leader and all these things to help a team like the Jets finally turn it around? And if he decides I'm finishing my career somewhere else and I'm taking this leap, 100% he will be in because he knows all eyes are on him. He hates when people talk about him negatively and if he just showed up here and put his feet up and mailed it in he would get absolutely crushed and there's no way a guy at that caliber of quarterback would not be he might be re-energized too i agree especially at this part of his career and with something to not prove but to be able to go do something that hasn't been done in so long and in a lot of cases people look at the jets as a joke organization he could come here and win Man, I mean, his legacy is what it is already. It goes, you know, to the nth degree with that. I'll tell you another thing from listening to that interview yesterday with uh, with McAfee uh, on the show. You always talk about the Raiders with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, if Rich Passaccia was the head coach of the Raiders. That's where he'd end up. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was he's advocating for him oh to be a head gosh. coach. As yeah. much as he gushed about Paul Hackett, he was gushing about the leadership and the coaching style of Rich Passaccia. Um, not that he was talking about the Raiders, but I, McAfee had asked him about, you know, just uh, other coaches and what the Colts should do and things of that nature. And he went right to Bisaccia and the kind of coach he is and the way he leads men. Um, he's a respect now, I'll be your friend later type of guy, which he likes. That did had me think, hmm, is Sala that way? Don't know. On the outside, we see he's kind of goofy and fun. I don't know what he's like on the inside. But I will tell you, if Bisaccia was there and it wasn't Josh McDaniel, I could see him in I could see him in Vegas. Well, and Bisaccia's with the Green Bay Packers right now. No, no, I know. So like it's one of those things where you think like, okay, if he's saying so much that he loves Bisaccia and he's talking about how he loves guys like David Bakhtiari and Randall Cobb and, and uh Alan Lazard mm-hmm. and Mason Crosby and Mercedes Lewis and all these guys. So that I think is something that that should be looked into more too. And that might be a sign, by Maybe. the way, if the Packers are really moving on from Aaron Rodgers. If you see them like decide to move on from, if Randall Cobb's like, I'll come back for a million bucks, and they say no. If Mercedes Lewis retires and he's 39 years old at this point. If Alan Lazard, who I believe is a free agent, signs elsewhere, or the Packers don't bring him back. All these guys that Aaron Rodgers loves, if you start to see them scatter and that will give you a little bit of insight into what the Packers are thinking and what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Yeah, and part of that conversation came from the whole Maggie and Perloff thing with uh, with Dobbs and, you know, saying he never did anything with them. I thought his answer was great. It was essentially, they're kids. I'm an adult. We don't have the same interests. And he's talking about video games. And then I thought, you know what? It's the same around here. If I'm going to go out, not that we ever do this, but if I was going to go out with someone around here, I'd call you or Al or Eddie I wouldn't be calling Paul Rosenberg. Yeah. I love the kid, but he's, you know, 15 years younger than I am. It's different. Heck, I get that. It makes sense, actually. No, it does. And he also said he's 100% at the team dinners and 100% at those things. There's just other guys that, I mean, there's also 53 guys on a roster. That's true. I mean, you can't be best friends with everybody. So I did think his answer was good with that as well. And it's true. I mean, when when I moved into Sayville, 
It was a lot of guys who were like in their 50s, late 40s, 50s, mid 50s. And like I got along better with them at 40 years old than I do with guys sure. who were 30 years old and younger. Right. Because you feel like you, I don't know, that gap to me now, like 40 to it's 50. It's gotten big. But, but 40 to 50 to me now is way closer than 40 to 30. No, but that's what I'm saying. Mentality wise. The younger kids to our age yeah. are starting to get wider. Sure. And sure. the difference in what we do is different. It just is. Yeah. You know, and he's talking about Dobbs, who's 22 years old. He's 39. I get it. Makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's very true. There is a little bit of that that's going on. I tell you what, you want to talk about a good future bet as I'm seeing on TV. Right now, the Jets at plus 4,000. You get that. If Aaron Rodgers comes here, that number goes way down. No, I know it does. I That's mean, tempting. That, it, it is tempting, but you know how much of a donkey you're going to feel like when Zach Wilson trots out there week one with your if plus 4,000? Zach Wilson is not trotting out there week one. I'm oh, sorry. Man. That's not happening. Oh, uh, it might. Not happening. It no, it's might. Not. The it's little not. musical chairs, the you quarterbacks. Can't, you cannot sell that to the Jet fan. You cannot sell that to the Jet fan. The Jet fan will be furious if you're good. Now, if you told the Jet fan you're going to get a veteran quarterback for the next few years and maybe Zach Wilson's the quarterback in 2025, I think they can handle that. You tell them Zach Wilson is the opening day starter? No way. All right. How about this then? All right, week one, first look at the Jets' offense. Here comes Andy Dalton. No, God, no. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no, stop. The Red Rocket. No. He's out there. You can see the T-shirts now. It's going to be Rodgers or Carr. That's who it's going to be. And if it's not, where are you going? It's going to be Rodgers or it's going to be Carr. Okay. I will I will take your opinion seriously. You've projected things into the future better than I have this past year, especially with your picks. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that if Rodgers retires and Derek Carr goes to Frank Reich in Carolina, right, right. then what? Yeah, I don't have a plan C. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady. It's like a, it's like a, a whiteboard that you put up there, you know, Tom Brady. It's like the whiteboard. You know, you put this as the best case scenario. Yeah. This is the, the worst case scenario. Could you imagine? And then you go all the way down to CMB. And then- <laughs> That's terrible. Could you imagine if Zach Wilson starting week one? No way. Yeah. They got to figure something out. Come on. <sighs> well, you're right. It's not going to be Zach Wilson, but it's good. there's a chance that it's a veteran that you want no part of. It's a chance that it's Andy Dalton. It's a chance that it's Baker Mayfield. It's, yeah, I don't want that either. Uh, I'm a, not a Jet fan, but Baker Mayfield doesn't excite me either. No, no, absolutely not. It'll be an upgrade. I like his personality. His commercials are great. Yeah. But his production has never been, aside from that one win in Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Yeah, he's I just, know. I don't know. Without a coach, too, by he the way. He's very average. No, I, I agree. I mean, he's not going to come here and save the day. Boomer initially brought up Baker Mayfield because he likes his personality, thought it would fit with the Jets, but I think he's backed off of that now. Because if you really think about it, I mean, you need somebody to save this team at that position. Yes, his and, name is Aaron Rodgers. And Brett Favre almost did it. He almost did. And and then he ended up doing it for my team the next year and then screwing us in the championship game. But he had an amazing year that year. One so, of his best. Like, sometimes you need that that cataclysmic event at that position. And we know it's not going to come through the draft with the Jets because it uh, never has. They've screwed that up a few times. So this, this is the thing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer will be back tomorrow, but because he's not here today, we got the same crew as yesterday. That means that CeeLo is here, and he's got a hooded vest, very much a CeeLo-like today. You're a big vest guy as well, though. Well, I am now, yes. Yeah. 100%. You inspired me with that. Yeah. You and Tiki Barber inspired me with the vest look. So we're in lockstep. So I'm not not knocking the vest. I'm pointing out how beautiful of a vest it is. Yes. And Tiki had a gorgeous vest on yesterday. Oh, well, I mean, listen, if I looked like Tiki, I would be be, uh, flaunting the vest a lot more than I do. I mean, in fairness, I looked at your desk. I don't know that you're going to look like Tiki anytime soon. Well, yeah, of course. Gigantic pretzel by the way it's a gigantic it's a wawa pretzel it's the standard size pretzel that's <laughs> a big pretzel but that's the only pretzel they make you act like i went and ordered the extra and then you pretzel. got and then you got the cheese crackers which yeah. is pretty good right yeah i know <laughs> wait a second you went your choice this morning at wawa was the giant pretzel you know why because it's just there and i can grab it i don't have to rely on some overnight employee to make something for me Okay, but I mean, I just sometimes... Running you, on a tight clock here, you know? You grab like a protein bar or something in the morning, you know, whatever. I had a protein bar yesterday. There was something Mixed else you up. had in the bag. What else was in there? There's one other thing. I already eggs. had my... What was it? Eggs. I, I had... No, was not eggs. I already ate the hard-boiled. I got the hard-boiled eggs as well. Packaged, okay. Pre-packaged. I yeah. had my blueberries this morning. Had some vitamins. Had my coffee. <laughs> anyway, we got... It's a smorgasbord, dude. That's what I tell you. <laughs> There's a giant pretzels out there on it's your not, desk. It's, it's, it is. A pretzel. For, if you've ever been to Wawa, they have either... Right, the, they make giant pretzels. The, the single one-sided or the two-sided. And it, I, both the, the full size is like $1.50. It's like the cheapest uh, thing they sell. Did you eat this thing yet? No. Al, would you mind grabbing that uh, pretzel and so see I can what take else a look? Is in his bag? He's got a third thing, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think a bag of chips. That, that was, was it, Rob. The Fritos. Right. And here's the, here's what that was. Ready? <laughs> at my at my house, we have an assortment <laughs> yeah. of snacks that we send so for we, the yep. kids at lunch. So I went in the, the back this morning at, you know, 2.45. which just like, what can I grab quickly mm-hmm. to bring with me? And that's what I landed on. Of course it's not that. I'm not making a, you know, veggie omelet at 2.30 in the morning at home <laughs> on my stove. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, my God. It's got nutritional <laughs> Oh, now, 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 wait a second. Now, wait a second. That's a giant pretzel. Be fair. You go to a sporting event. 
the pretzels they sell there are larger than that pretzel. Not true. Oh, that's that's not, not true. Now you guys, now this you guys, is a giant now pretzel. you guys are being disingenuous. No, I'm not. You are. You are. Hit us with the calorie count if you eat the. Whole the whole thing. You yeah. want to take a guess there, Jerry? I'm sure this it's like thing right here. Uh, yeah, I was going to say five fifty. Yeah, six seventy. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Six seventy. But here's the How thing. How many carbs? Uh, hundred and thirty grams. Yeah, forty seven percent of your daily value. <laughs> but, but, but Jerry, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes. Like, I'm not going to put that all down in one sitting. Like, that'll last me the day. Right. And then I'll go home. I'll get a nap. Like, I'm not going to eat until dinner time. Yeah, so no, it's no. not like I'm going to eat that and then have like 7 million other things. Well, I applaud that you. I think that's healthy. a good choice. I mean, look, there's a reason I'm overweight right now. That's yeah. what it is. The first mistake you made is not going to Dunkin' in the morning because I, there you get better gee, options, gee, I would, better everything. It's I would, too early. The ones near me on right, Route 9 yeah, in Jersey are closed. Yeah, Wawa in Mawa. I'm yeah. very disappointed. The one by me used to be 24 hours yeah. with a drive through same for they me. just went to 4 a.m. to midnight. Yep. Yeah. It kills me. Same. All right. So we're in the same boat. <laughs> Don't know what to tell you. The pretzels. And, yeah. and the other thing was the Fritos, Al. You saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was just a another quick, bad. Yeah. Quick grab. Bob yeah, no, I, I know. won't even eat those. If you don't honestly. plan it out the night before, you're not going to start sifting through right. the and refrigerator to be fair, at 245. Yesterday, I know. after I left here, went to do the other shift. I got home at, you know, nine o'clock. Both my kids were awake, bouncing off the walls. And I basically hadn't been home since I hadn't been home for 48 hours. And I went home to sleep for three and a half and turn around and come back. So, so you know, it is what it is. About a month ago, Boomer fat shamed me into not eating a bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh, I that remember, he got me. I was here. Are you now fat shamed enough to not eat that pretzel? Hell no. Okay. All right. Just make sure. I don't have sure. any other options for the rest until, you know, Other options? Time. You got Fritos, hard boiled eggs, <laughs> blueberries. No, I would not. Ritz crackers. Here's the Fritos came from home, and then I stopped and I grabbed this. Now the Fritos will go back home and go back into the kids' choices, you know, for what they pack for lunch. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, to hard boiled eggs and blueberries? That's not supposed so to bad. hold me open? Not till dinner time. Well, no, 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 that's no, no, what no. I'm looking at right. when I go home. What was the Howard Stern thing? Just eat three peanuts if you're hungry. <laughs> he used to do sometimes. He'd be yeah. like, uh, then for a snack, I have three cashews. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you eat the way you do. Oh my God. All right, see. Well, let's hear it, man. I left hey, the, look at uh, that pig. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, next time I'll bring the uh, the rice cakes and peanut butter, okay? I'm nice. spreading it out Perfect. there in between updates. All right, let's do the updates. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Super. Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Let me give you some of the Aaron Rodgers since you guys started with that. Of course, the weekly Pat McAfee appearance yesterday from Pebble Beach as he gets ready to play in the Pro-Am this week. Must be nice. And he's been doing a lot of nothing, just relaxing. Still no decisions on his playing future. Needs more time. But no matter what, play or no play, Packers or elsewhere, he loves him some Nathaniel Hackett. We all have certain coaches that have meant a lot to us over the years and and have created those really special rooms to play in, special feelings on game day, made the weeks better. Obviously, Nathaniel's one of those guys. And the gushing after that would continue. Love Hack. Hack's my guy. I love him, and we really bonded when he was in Green Bay. He made it fun. I'm not sure what, what the future holds for me, but those are friendships, the ones I mentioned, that are going to last long in the football. And he referenced his family, the wife and kids. They're very close, all that good yep. stuff. I think, they also, uh-huh. I think they also need to sign and bring in on the coaching staff Deepak Chopra as well because that man I think will definitely get him there. You don't know Deepak Chopra? No. Oh, spiritual guru. Well, you you, you might know if you saw him. Or separate? No, okay. totally separate. I, the if you saw him, you might know. Familiar, but okay. Boomer's actually doing a commercial with Deepak Chopra. Of course he is. At some point. Is he? For yeah. what? He wouldn't tell me. All right. So 
Is that part of what he's out there for these two days? I don't know, but the last time I made a Deepak Chopra reference, he said, by the way, I'm doing a commercial with him. I said, for what? He goes, I'm not going to tell you Can't what it is. You. Can't <laughs> tell you what it is. And I still have not been able to get it out of him. Uh, but if, if that, that, the Jets were smart. They'd bring in someone like that. Mm -hmm. Put him on the payroll, spiritual yeah. advisor. Be like, well, as once the, the Jets hired, you know, uh, Chopra. Vishnu or whoever, you know, we'll, now we're good. Uh, Never know. Speaking of Boomer, a lot of guys on the since he got to, since he left Kansas What's City. That? Have you been in touch with Boomer since he went to Kansas, left yes, Kansas City? He has been texting me constantly. So he's aware of the, the controversy he stirred up. With the snacks and everything. Oh, yeah. He okay. tweeted that out. Oh, yes. he did. I missed that. Yeah, he tweeted that part out, and he said thanks to Steven Spector, the PD, and just, of course, you know, continued to play into the fact that he stole that food and he doesn't care. Um, but <laughs> Boomer, I think, he gets, and, and this is a great quality for someone who does this, when he's not here, he gets annoyed that he's not talking about the things that are going on. So he's sending me stuff yesterday about the D'Amico Ryan's thing and Baker Mayfield. I mean, not Baker Mayfield and uh, Ian Rappaport and how yes. the, and Adam Schefter and how those guys had conflicting reports and he loved that. So we we're talking about that. So he's chomping at the bit to come back. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, I have been in contact with him. Well, let's get to that because on the day Frank Reich was introduced by the Panthers, you did have two other head coaching vacancies filled. One is official, the other is closed. D'Amico Ryans gets a six-year contract to go back to Houston, take over the Texans, the team that made him the first pick of the second round of the draft back in 2006. And with him off the board, depending on which reporter you believe, as Gio just referenced, the Broncos made the move for Sean Payton as they'll send a first-round pick and a 2024 second rounder to the Saints as compensation for Peyton as well as a third rounder next year. Denver expected to make him one of the highest paid coaches in the league. All but a done deal with Peyton telling NOLA.com, quote, this was the opportunity I was looking for. So you had the initial report of the deal from Adam Schefter. Then you had Ian Rappaport basically reporting that he was the third option behind Ryan's as well as the secret run at Jim Harbaugh. Whereas Schefter circled back and said that that wasn't the case and that the Broncos were clearly focused on Peyton and had moved on from any of these other candidates. So we sort of had parallel yeah. situation with the timeline here and it sort of became uh, a which reporter do you side with situation. Here's what I side with. He's in Denver. All right. Yeah. And I, I don't really care who's right about it. I just from just from the standpoint of how I think this would work, I would tend to believe Adam Schefter more than Ian Rappaport unless these new Bronco ownership has no idea what they're doing, which could be a possibility because they've never done this before. <laughs> but D'Amico Ryans and Sean Payton are completely different candidates. Yes. D'Amico Ryan's never having a head coach job, defensive guy, mm -hmm. going out there, taking the job. Sean Payton, years and years of experience, offensive guy, and there's compensation that you have to, like, it, to me, if you're going after a guy like D'Amico Ryan's, you've already ruled out Sean Payton. Like, Sean Payton isn't your fallback guy because you're going in a completely different direction. And you got to pay him four times more than D'Amico Ryan's. Maybe depending on where you stand on the compensation, though. Like, if you, if you're saying, Look, they're different candidates, but I don't. We don't see one as being way above the other. Then let's take a run at the guy that's not going to cost us anything except money. And then if it doesn't work out, okay, now we have to part with more draft picks after we already lost draft picks last year to make the trade for Russell Wilson. Fair, understood. We'll probably never know. Right. So it is what it is. But he will uh, try to fix Russ 
out there in Denver after what was a disastrous 2022 season for Wilson in his first year with the Broncos. Let's get to the Garden now. And a shocker, LeBron was uh, ready to hmm. play last night after sitting out the Nets game with that sore ankle or foot or whatever the heck it was. Uh, pretty tight game throughout, though. The Knicks did have to erase a six-point deficit with under two minutes to play after a LeBron three-ball put L.A. up 114-108. Jalen Brunson, another outstanding game. He ties it up on a floater with 24 seconds remaining and then draws the charge on Anthony Davis on the other end to get the ball back so you get the Knicks inbounding late with a chance to win. Here we go on MSG. Four and a half seconds left. Knicks looking for the win. Randall drives in. Stops. It's late. It's blocked. And we've got overtime at the card. The, you know, the tone in Ian's voice tells you everything there. It's just yep. the dejection on TNT as Randall didn't get the shot off in time. He runs into the double team there from LeBron and AD with Brunson essentially uncovered at the three-point line. Now, granted, it might have been a tough pass once LeBron kind of went his way. But if you want, you know, he doesn't get a shot off and you've got one of your best players. Very unexciting ending to regulation. wide open, yes. And in overtime, the Lakers had full control, eventually winning 129-123. Triple-double for LeBron, 28, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, while Anthony Davis had 27 and 9 boards. Brunson, game-high 37, but it's a loss afterwards. Here was his breakdown. Play better defense. And, um... Probably just put more points on the board. Really, just kind of just kick their ass in the um, last five minutes. Yeah, it's amazing to me how the Knicks are not good at home. Yeah, I mean this is really getting pathetic. I mean it's just, and I know that you know, the Lakers have had a miserable season up until this point too. But yet here they are, you know, activated yeah. in a game like this at the Garden where there's energy in the building, and the Knicks are not. I mean they were, they played well for they the most right part, there, but, yeah. but I mean they they end up losing the game, and then they have they have a miserable home record, and that's just it's just not something you see no. in the NBA with teams that are over five hundred. Very strange. They were 7 of 34 from 3. That's Ugh. a problem, obviously. R.J. Barrett, 13 points on 5 of 13 shooting. He did not see the floor across the final 11.51. He played 27 minutes while the likes of Grimes and Quickly and Hartenstein no, quickly all played more. They were. Uh, Barrett, though, declined no, to speak to reporters. Was he was what? Outstanding. Now, it's funny because I watched the highlight package this morning, and it's isolated. I get it. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching, and there were numerous possessions where, like, his guy scored on him, or he fouled, and then they made the basket, three-point play. So I was like, oh, man, he played a lot, but a rough defense. So I opened the box score. He was like plus 13. <laughs> yeah. No, he played well. He did. Uh, so Barrett, I guess, wasn't pleased. He did not speak to reporters after the game. As for LeBron, he's now within 89 points of Kareem's all-time scoring record. Asked if he thinks it's going to weigh on him at all as he gets closer. When I'm going to do it. I mean, it's just a matter of time and when I'm going to do it. But, yeah, so... It's not, it's not going to get heavy. Um, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm going to be in this league for you know, at least a few more years. Yeah, so he's uh, feeling pretty confident. As he's he got to come play here with his son. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get him at some point. Yeah, right. Jim Dolan's listening going, mm, right. <laughs> Sounds right. Like okay. a good right idea, right? <laughs> LeBron, right. And right, son, right. Okay. Dolan's Knicks will move on to a home game with the Heat tomorrow night. Miami uh, a winner on Tuesday. The Nets visit the Celtics this evening. Coverage on the fan and the free Odyssey app begins at 7.15. couple of notables elsewhere. The Bucks beat the Hornets 124-115. One other big game for Giannis. He had 34. And the Nuggets beat the Pelicans 122-113. You talk about triple doubles. Nikola Jokic with another one. 26-18-15 as he uh, continues pretty good. to fill up the box scores for Denver. And a win for them uh, late last night at home.
home. College hoops, you had a top 10 rivalry showdown in Lawrence, Kansas over Kansas State, 90 to 78. Locally, UConn won it to Paul, 90 to 76. Also wins for Fordham and my alma mater, Quinnipiac. Tonight, you've got St. John's and Seton Hall at Carneseca. And a nice 8.30 tip for Jerry. As Rutgers uh, plays host. Well, I ain't playing. So, so. Hmm. It well, is you're, late, though. You'll be there. 30 for a home game? Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Not good. And no. it's caught in between no, afterwards, timing-wise. Is this a Big Ten Network game or oh, something yeah. else? No, it's Big That's okay. Why. I would think so. I don't know if it's FS1. I haven't seen it. I, I'm I not saw sure. BTN yeah, myself. That makes but. sense. So, All right. Yeah. Very good. See you. We'll talk to you next hour. You want to go? Uh, no, well, back to back college basketball going, uh, nights for you. Yeah, going Thursday to the Hofstra game. <laughs> can't can't do back to back. One day though, when Al goes, I'll go. Al, you want to go tonight? Eight thirty start. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be out probably for tonight though, Jerry. But definitely looking forward to going in the future. I gotcha. <laughs> Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Eagles fans fired up because he called them fraud fans for celebrating after the NFC Championship game win and not going home to watch the AFC Championship game to see who you were going to play in the Super Bowl. So this That's was why he was calling them fraud fans? That's right, yes. Like, how, how could you go out and celebrate? You're out That's there breaking stupid. stuff and climbing poles, and if you're a real football fan, you watch that game. They're That's Eagle it. fans. Right, they're Eagle fans. They're they're animals. They're, they're basically like the... You celebrate. Enjoy. Like, if you're watching the HBO semi-zombie show, The Last of Us, like, the, the, the people who are infected with that disease are like the Eagles fans. <laughs> like, they walk around like... <laughs> and they have their face and there's fungus growing out of their face and then they get on you and they bite you and they infect you. <laughs> like, that's what an Eagles fan is. You can't expect that person to make rational decisions, right? Like, that's what... Okay. That's what happens. Um, so, yeah, he calls them out. But that's not the interesting part to me. The interesting okay. part to me is the setup in the video because just let's just listen to the question... And you tell me if this is natural or not natural when he's trying to get the opinion from Sean Mirage. Plus, you could hear the door opening. Right. I left that part in. Okay. All right. Hey, Mirage, what is it you said about Eagles fans? (laughs) (laughs) So, like. All the credit, it went viral, it was great, it's awesome, Sean got those views, but I was laughing more (laughs) than anything at Izzo doing his porno dialogue. (laughs) So, like, I I tweeted this in the video, I'm like, this is the equivalent of, hey, ladies, did someone order a pizza? (laughs) Hey, Maresh, what is it you said about Eagles fans? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just so funny, the door opens. (laughs) Or like you know, uh, or like the beginning of like the the real estate porno. Like, uh, what'd you say this house was going on the market for? <laughs> oh, well, it's negotiable. <laughs> I really need this sale. <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, I'll wow. do about just about anything to get this. Hmm. Oh, really? Hey, Marash, what'd you say about Eagles fans? Hey, Marash, what is it you said about Eagles fans? Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> what happened next? He, well, he goes, he goes, dude. Like, you know, like, that sort of seemed like it was the original time he was saying it, but... Oh, not. so this was said first on the air, and then they recreated it? Is that what... I, I actually heard him say it on his way to the men's room at about, uh, whatever, 10.20. It, during this show yesterday, it was a sports minute. Oh, okay. From him. Oh, I see. All right. And then, so then it ended up being, like, an argument, you said, in the newsroom, and then they decided to stage... The, the take. I don't know if it was in an argument or he was rehearsing because there was no one else around. <laughs> he was just talking to himself. Oh, I thought he was talking to you while no. walking to the bathroom. No, 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 no. Ah. Yeah, but hey, it got it got the attention. The Eagle fans hate him. You look in the comments. Oh, you sad about the Giants? We own you. Empire State Building's yeah. green. All yeah. this stuff. All the yeah. Eagle fans totally bought it. Yes, so yes, and yes. Hats off to his own Mirage for creating the moment. But to me, like knowing the mm -hmm. behind the scenes thing, it's just hilarious. It's to a me. good thing he's always behind the camera, not in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear the whole thing as it plays yeah, out? I, yeah, I'm not aware of this. All right. Hey, Mirage, what is it you said about Eagles fans, dude? This week we learned they are the biggest fraud football fan base in the world. <laughs> Come on, think about this. You win an NFC championship game when you won a Super Bowl five years ago, and you're just going to take to the streets, slide down poles with Crisco, crash bus stops, high-five strangers in the street all night, and miss Burrow versus Mahomes? If you care that much about football, you watch Burrow versus Mahomes and see who you're going to play in the Super Bowl. I'm so tired. They're fake tough guys. All they care about is looking cool on TikTok and being all tough. They don't actually care about football, or you wouldn't miss Burrow versus Mahomes. Bunch of fraud losers. Hope they get their ass kicked next time. <laughs> I hope you go to a game and get your ass kicked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, he would. Oh, my God. Uh, he would, yes. I mean, if he, you sent him into Philadelphia wearing a Giants, his Daniel Bellinger jersey, mm. oh, my God. He'd, he'd be a rotisserie chicken by the end of the day. I love Marash, but hey, that's Marash, a weird That's a weird about Eagles fans? <laughs> what is it you said about Eagles fans? That's a strange thing. Hey, Marash, what is it you said about Eagles fans? <laughs> <laughs> you guys love it. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, stepmom, what did you say about... <laughs> Is this the next video coming between these two? Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, silly. Hey, Marash, what'd you say about your wife being away for a week? Oh, jeez. Dude. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That was the big viral video yesterday from Sean Marash. I mean, it's just funny, too. Like, the, the image of him probably pisses off Eagles fans even more. You know? Like, yeah. Like, what? Like this guy who looks well, like especially a coming from a whale from a something. giant fan, yeah. well, the whole thing, of course, right? Like, I mean, what? what? And you're right; he's like fighting with them about little things. Like they're like, "Well, you won't be playing next Sunday." He goes, "Yeah, you won't either, because the Super Bowl's in two weeks." <laughs> <laughs> there was one person in the comments that had a rational take. It was like there was probably you know a couple thousand people that were in the streets. There's six million people in Philadelphia, and most of them are Eagles fans, mm -hmm. and the rest of us were watching the game. Right. So, it's not all of them. Right. And that's a city where you ain't going to find many uh, Cowboy, Giant, or Bear fans in Philadelphia. Right. right. Absolutely That not. is Philly through and through. Right. Absolutely not. Uh, let's go to Allen in New Jersey. wants to talk some football with us. What's up, Allen? Guys, thank you so much for taking my call. Yes, sir. All right. Listen, um, for the Jets quarterback situation, 
This may sound crazy, but hear me out. Let's trade Zach Wilson. I'm tired of throwing balls at the feet, okay? Let's start Mike White as the starter. Forget Aaron Rodgers and all the other big-name quarterbacks and take that money and use it for the offensive line for free agency or draft or whatever. Mike White, is I, I think he's really good. All right, so I was one of the bigger Mike White supporters out there. I love the guy. I wanted to see him start at the beginning of the season. I was vocal about that. I wanted him to replace Zach Wilson earlier in games like the first New England game. All of these things. But the problem is Mike White had his opportunity two seasons ago, ended up getting hurt, Mm -hmm. and screwed everything up. Mike White had another opportunity this year. I understand he got crushed, but every single quarterback gets crushed for the most part in the NFL. He broke half of his ribs, and he got hurt again. So that's a big problem. So if you're the only scenario in which Mike White comes back as the starter next year, and mind you, he's also a free agent, by the way, and he might be in a situation where if they're keeping Zach Wilson, that he's like, this is just, I can't be here any longer. And the Jets may say that, too, because of the Zach Wilson, Mike White craziness that's happened in that locker room. Well, especially if he's going to get decent offers. Yeah, which he may. He might. So the only way I could see Mike White being the quarterback is a scenario that I think is very, very unlikely, which is that they do trade Zach Wilson. They move on from him. They miss out on Aaron Rodgers. They miss out on Derek Carr. And instead of bringing in Andy Dalton or bringing in Baker Mayfield or, or veteran X, they decide to go with Mike White because the team loves him and they showed him something. That's the only scenario, and I think that's very unlikely. So a friend of mine, Vic, was texting me before. He's like, the only quarterbacks we want would be Aaron Rodgers or Mike White. Yeah. And I, I literally thought, I, you know, a lot of my Jet fan friends are like, love White, can't trust him. And meaning the injury issue, not trust him on the field. They're not wrong. You've seen it once. You've seen it twice. You're going to go into it next year with him being the starter? I don't know. And you're going to have to pay him something. You know, I, I would think some team will offer him some type of a deal. you got to make that decision. That's why I think you got to go after the championship quarterback if you can. And the thing about the offensive line, before they got banged up, they were good. Now, I know it didn't end up that way, and they had their struggles in the latter stages of the season for sure, but when they were healthy, they were good. Yeah, Elijah Vera Tucker, yes. you can trust coming back and being great. And Mekhi Becton apparently has had a great season of getting in shape, and, and the beat writers saw it at the end of the season when they talked to him. So, I mean, you can't trust him either, but if you get both of those guys back healthy, that is a big step in the right direction. All yeah. right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomerish, what is it you said about Eagles fans? <laughs> <laughs> You do that with the porno music that you guys have. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Hi, <laughs> Boomer and Geo coming to you live. Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. All eyes were on LeBron James last night at the Garden after his ankle that hurt him so much the night before was miraculously cured as he came out and not only played last night, but played into overtime and had a triple-double. So lucky for him that he's such a quick (laughs) healer. Uh, But uh, this is an annoying loss for the Knicks, and I think it's sort of a microcosm of who they are, which is a team that's okay. A team that can't play well at home and a team that usually when another superstar, even if it's LeBron James in his late 30s, comes into the garden, that person usually is the best player on the court and ends up winning the game. And and that's what's just so frustrating with this team. Do I prefer them 
to have a record like this and be above 500 and be in a playoff conversation as opposed to being one of the three worst teams in the NBA with the highest chance at a lottery. It's tough. Quite honestly, I'm not sure. Because we know that that one guy can change your entire fortune in the NBA. And the only way that you can get that guy, well, it's one of two ways you can get that guy, is the disgruntled superstar who wants to leave somewhere or a team that's rebuilding trades a guy like Donovan Mitchell, or you get him in the draft. So if the Knicks aren't getting that disgruntled superstar, which they haven't been able to do, you know, and haven't been able to get those guys to come in free agency, whether it was Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or Donovan Mitchell via trade or Kawhi Leonard or anybody, none of them end up playing here. And and the next way that you can get those guys is through the draft. And maybe I do want them to be horrible and try to get another guy in the draft. And it's just what are the Knicks right now? Average. And that's just in the NBA. It's, that's the worst it's place. NBA to be. hell. Yeah, well, I put it NBA purgatory. Oh, that too. Because you're you're waiting, and then generally you go to hell. So you're like an NBA purgatory. You're waiting to see who calls you, and guess what? It's usually hell. And this is why when we had these conversations this summer, and I did a lot of shows with Sal this summer, and he would sit there, and I love R.J. Barrett. I do. I the Resigning him after the Donovan Mitchell thing didn't happen, or they actually took that off the table by resigning him because I guess they had had enough with the negotiations. I was like, fine, I like R.J. Barrett. I think he's got a chance to be a superstar player. He's been a good player. He has not taken that next step, but he's been good. He's been solid. But I said, if you have a chance to get Donovan Mitchell, and I argued with him about this, I'm like, you go get Donovan Mitchell. And part of that was what you were just talking about. I don't care what it takes to get him here. You got to get him here because who comes with him? Then all of a sudden, it's not just the Knicks. It's the Knicks and Donovan Mitchell. Who wants to play with Donovan Mitchell? Maybe that next superstar all of a sudden wants to be here for, yes, Madison Square Garden in New York, but Donovan Mitchell's there. All these other guys, they've, they're good. Jalen Brunson's been outstanding. He really has. But you, you need that next level guy. And Donovan Mitchell, to me, was that guy. And they didn't get it done. Yeah, and I was screaming about that from the beginning. I'm still disappointed. It took all the air out of my balloon going into this season for the Knicks. The fact they didn't end up a member of the Knicks. Now, I understand that there's some extenuating circumstances there. That the Knicks did offer things that would have gotten it done, I think, if there was another general manager out there other than Danny Ainge, who, one, didn't want to help the Knicks and also didn't want to put the player exactly where he wanted to go. I really do believe that you that's You were going to have to overpay, and I know that. I get it. But at the end of the day, he's running an organization, too. He was going to hold you hostage for what he wanted from you, which was not as much as what he probably got from Cleveland. I get that. I would have done it because yeah. at the end of the day... We, how many years are we going to sit here and go through this? Yeah, and that's what I said, too. I mean, I, like, so I do understand the point from the Knicks. We're like, all right, you're going to ask us to pay more than everybody else. At some point, we got to say no. At some point, we can't cross that bridge. But I disagree with it as well. I wanted Donovan Mitchell. I thought it was the perfect thing. Everybody said, oh, you're lo-. after that trade. I love these, these basketball guys after the trade to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, Knicks lucked out there because the return was too much, and they would have had an undersized backcourt. My ass undersized backcourt. You put the way that Jalen Brunson has been playing and the way that Donovan Mitchell's been playing, and you put those two hardworking guys who want to win together and in wanted to be Square here Garden and wanted to be here. Right, exactly. I mean, it just it was a no brainer. But I can't, I can't let it go. I even saw Donovan Mitchell's father on Friday night in the Islanders owners <laughs> box, and the first thing I said to him, you know, so John Ledecky introduces me to him. 
you know, this is Mr. Mitchell's, Donovan Mitchell's, you know, works for the Mets, Donovan Mitchell's dad. And I just, I turned around and threw my hands up in the air. And he starts laughing because he, he does listen to the show. And I, I was like, I can't get over this. And yeah. I, this is, I hadn't had a drink at this point either. <laughs> I it was the first guy I met in the box. I said, I can't get over it. I mean, I'm just, and even the Knicks, it was right after they had that nice win against the Celtics. And I said, even though they had this win against the Celtics, all I was thinking about is how your son was named an all-star starter that day. Yeah. Like, it's all I could think about. Yeah. And how he should be on the Knicks. It's so. a, whether you like it or not, it's a game of superstars. And the Knicks have good players. They don't have superstars. Jalen Brunson might very well be that. You know, he's off to a good start. But they don't have one of those top ten guys. They just don't. And you had a chance to get one. And I would have done everything in my power to do it. I said it then. I will continue to say it. I know it's revisionist history. I get it. But when you talk about the issues that they have and why they continue to kind of run in mud, yeah, they're better. They're better than they've been. They're a a competent basketball team. Fun to watch at times. But they're not a championship team. I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs, I suppose. But are they going to be at the bottom with that stupid play-in thing? I yeah. It's tough. Oh, they're, they're like a they're like a good TV show that isn't a great TV show that you watch because nothing else is on. You know that's what they're like. They're yeah. like that. They're like they're like Chicago Fire. <laughs> you know, or NCIS. I uh, no, don't get on NCIS. That's a great show. I'm not gonna. I said it was a good good. No, show. it's a great show. All right. So what's another one? Something years. I've been watching. What's the that one I've Rob been. Lowe is in? Whatever show I that is. I don't know the answer to that. I've like no so, idea. like it's a show like that. We're like, I'll put this on. Because it's good and like keeps my attention for a while, but it's never going to win a Golden Globe. It's never going to win an Emmy, and it's just sort of there. And I can I can binge a couple episodes yeah. to kill some time. This is where they are when you think about just in terms of the conference. They're two games. They're I'm sorry, a game and a half a game and a half ahead of Atlanta for seventh, and they're two games behind Miami for sixth. I mean, they're just in the middle of, and Washington's not far behind them. Indiana's not far behind them. And they're also not that far from Cleveland. Sure. But, but they can't win at home. Right, right. That's a huge thing. And they'll, if, if they ever met the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Nets in a playoff series, they would get smoked. Did you hear Nick Claxton on Saturday? I did not hear him. He was saying how easy it is to beat the Knicks or something like well, that. Well, I didn't say it that way. I think the question was, you know, have you enjoyed this rivalry, you know, with the Knicks and all these things? I've never really lost to them. Yeah. Not it's been, and now he's not been around for 10 years. I get it. But still. So think about this. When you look at the Eastern Conference, just to magnify this situation, the hmm, the Orlando Magic are 20 and 31. Mm-hmm. They're 13 and 13 at home. The Knicks are two games under 500 at home. <laughs> It's really amazing that yeah. they can be that bad of a home team, and because if you turn that around, not even I'm not even saying to a 26. I'm not even saying be 20 and six. If instead of being 12 and 14, they were something like 16 and 10. I mean, they shoot up the standings, but they're they're a bad home team. Yeah, and it's 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 there's no end in sight. There's you know what? No- they should be better. They should be. They shouldn't lose that game last night. I don't care where it's played. But, all right, so even if they are incrementally better and won a few more home games, they're still not competing with the best teams in the conference. So, True. And, and this is maybe this is okay for Nick's brass. Maybe this is okay for Jim Dolan where you have, I mean, that was a big deal last night. Lakers, Knicks, LeBron, overtime, exciting game. Everybody's there. Place is packed. People are talking about the Knicks. Maybe that's good enough for them. I, I, I don't know. But if I'm Leon Rose and Scott Perry and World Wide West and the Knicks brass, 
And, and I'm, I'm watching this, and you've made the Knicks somewhat relevant again. They're not the biggest joke in the NBA. No. People do want to come to see them. They're more of a talking point than they have been in years past. But, I mean, is that satisfying to you? I, it's not satisfying to Tom Thibodeau, I can tell you that. Of course not, yeah. Now, of course not. management, I don't know. Ownership, not sure. I heard James Dolan with Craig and Evan the other day, and he seemed like, you know, we're, we're out. I mean, he basically said it. You know, we're, we're, we're okay. He said the Rangers are in a good spot. The Knicks, they're okay. Well, okay is not good enough. And, yeah. But then again, they've been bad. So I guess it's a step in the right direction. Sure. I mean, and, and, and epically bad. And then one of the worst organizations in all of pro team sports. So I, I know that it's, it's, it's better. And there were days that we would just clamor for them to just get into the playoffs. But I think the year that they did get in the playoffs and they got killed, it was like, what are we really doing here? And I just, I don't know who that next guy is and where you're getting him from. I, it, there's, I, just, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know who it is. The fact that Donovan Mitchell was someone we talked about was like, there's no, and he signed that big extension with the Jazz. Like, there's no way that they're going to get rid of him now. And they did. And he didn't end up a Nick. Right. Who's the next guy? I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking right now. I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. If you talk about. If you're taking trades off the table for the moment, because any a trade can always happen at yeah. any time, so we we understand that. I mean, this list this year coming up, you ain't got much help coming, you know, because <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, yeah, unless you want to go take Kyrie Irving away from the Nets, I don't think you want to <laughs> do that. But I'm just saying. I mean, the, the big names that are, and I'm not even sure if these are restricted or unrestricted, just in terms of free agents this summer. Draymond Green, okay. How about Fred Van Vliet? Yeah, the player he is. I mean, kills the Knicks. Game changing right? player. I don't know about that. I mean, because Jalen Brunson's been damn. This is all right. So this is interesting. If you take them singularly, one by one, right? If I tell you Jalen Brunson, I would say he has been an All Star caliber player. I would think Julius Randle this year has been an All Star caliber player. I know they're not star. I get it, but I mean they've played well. I think Julius Randle's had a nice bounce back season, a good bounce back season. R.J. Barrett, up and down. When he's good, he's outstanding. When he's bad, he's invisible. Emmanuel, quickly to me, has been, when he plays, he's, he's, ter- he's terrific. He really is. But for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to work in terms of getting to that next level. Maybe more time? You tell me. Like, yeah. They've got good players. This is not a terrible basketball team. No, it's it's not. But they what they needed was... If they were going to compete this year, like really compete, like win around and take a good team to six games or seven games or something like that, they needed R.J. Barrett to turn into a legit, no doubt, no conversation, top 20 player in the league. And he's not anywhere near that. He hasn't become that. that yet, no. He's, he's a good player. He's not become a good player just, I, And I, I'm at the point where I'm thinking that maybe this is his ceiling. Maybe, but he's still 23. But he's been in a league now I understand. for a number of years. I, 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 mean, I get it. It's I get baby it. steps, You know man. what they do need to in terms of to what you're talking about? When you're dealing with the Giannis's and the MB's, like, who's slowing them down? Yeah, nobody. Uh, just each other. That's who slows each other. <laughs> but everybody else, no way. Uh, Michael and Dumont. What's going on, Michael? Hey, Gio, uh, Reco, what's going on? Hey, Ooh. what's up, man? Not much. Uh, so, um, about the Knicks, uh, I think it starts from the from the top down. I, I think Dolan cares about the Rangers way more than he cares about the Knicks. As long as the Knicks is selling out the house as they usually do, he's fine with it. But um, I'm going to piggyback off of that Barrett thing. 
It really is how he plays, how the, the game turns out. If he's on fire with Randall and uh, Jalen, he's he's he. The game we're going to win, we're, like how we did yeah. in Boston. I mean, it was awesome. But once he slows down, once he stops missing, once he starts bricking, I mean, the game really starts slowing down. And like you said, how are we going to stop uh, Giannis? How are we going to stop LeBron? I mean, when are we going to get a big man down low, right? Who can really dominate, like you know, like a power forward who can dominate down low, but then can come up the court and win and score and score when he wants and score at leisure because as a Knicks fan, I mean, it's disgusting. We haven't seen anything like since 98 and and now it's to the point like, like why are we even Knicks fans? Like, why are we even talking about them? (laughs) You know what I'm saying, Gio? And I talk to you, this this is Mike that you always talk about fishing with. Yeah, yeah, of course, Mike, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's just, it's sickening. It's like with my Jets, and it's just, you know, it's with all of this. It's like, when is the ownership going to override, right, the the general manager and really put money on the table? Oh, but they've tried, Michael, and it's always great hearing from you. Jim Dolan, as much as I think he's a bozo, he would pay anything if he could fix this team with money. Would do Money's anything. not the problem. I mean, he's hired coaches, paid him a ton, fired coaches, paid three coaches at a time, gave Phil Jackson because he thought Phil Jackson was going to be the answer a gazillion dollars. He'd done those things when he can, and he'd pay any player that he could if he thought the team was going to put him over the top and win a championship. It's not that, and I don't, and as far as him caring more about the Rangers than the Knicks, I think you're wrong with that as well. I mean, I think he's meddled with the Knicks much more than he has with the Rangers, and he's sort of been hands off there, and that's why they've had more success but the apathy factor is a huge problem you know for fans like me and michael and other knicks fans that are real knicks fans you know not the people that are that look at the garden as entertainment central lebron's in here steph curry's in here whatever let's go to a knicks game because it's cool you know there's two distinct different types of people that are in that building let's go to ron in delaware what's going on ron hey how you doing guys thanks for taking my call yes sir I totally agree with you. That last night's game was pathetic, and I put the blame on this one with Thibodeau and uh, Randall. I mean, you come down the stretch and you get four seconds left in the game, and what's your play? Get the ball to Randall, who can't make a last-second shot to save his life. He's never made one, I, I don't think. And even if he drives, he's driving on LeBron. You think the refs are going to call a foul on LeBron in the clutch? They didn't call one for him. <laughs> I, I know. I know, but still, the, when it's going against him, you think they're going to call a foul and give Randall the shot? Not to say he'd go to the free-throw line and clank two off the back iron, which he normally does in the clutch. He's great when it comes to like the last four minutes of a game. Then he fades, and he goes away. But to call up that play when you got Brunson, who can drive the lane and do something with it and make a shot... To give it to Randall is just like handing the overtime. It's like it's, this isn't going anywhere. I mean, I watch the Knicks quite a lot. They are the worst team when it comes to getting off a shot with a couple of seconds to go in a game. I think if you bet on FanDuel, it would be that they get they don't even get the shot off in time. Nevertheless, make <laughs> yeah, Ron. All, all fair criticisms, especially last night. Everybody thought the same thing. It was a first guess, not a second guess. Even if Julius Randall won the game, they would have said, "Oh my God, I can't believe that Julius." Randall just won the game because I would have never put the ball in his hands in that situation. So yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But those are the those are the micro things that are going on with the Knicks. 
They and, they need a star. Yeah, and 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 how how you get that guy? And Jalen Brunson is is very very close to that. Right, but it's you need more than that. Exactly. I mean, if you imagine if you had him with a superstar next to him, again, I think Randall's good. I think Barrett's good. But I don't think they're great. They're good, and that's not an insult, but. They're not on the level of Durant and LeBron. They're just not. No, and it's not. It, I think that the gap is humongous. It's, yeah, you know. It's and and looking at the unrestricted free agent list, there's not a lot of help coming. No, absolutely not. Has to be a trade. Has to be a guy that wants out somewhere, which usually happens. But you know, you had the best case scenario this offseason. I don't know how work. it would get better than what you had in yeah. terms of opportunity. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network looks awesome outside, doesn't it? That was just a beautiful shot of oh, I didn't see. February in New York City as we are here at February <laughs> 1st. Look at that. That's oh, just, I mean, it's God. as good as it gets in American life, I would think. You see these uh, buildings that are pumping out this toxic sludge from the top. And you Where's see Batman? The, right, you see the, or the Joker, God. or the Penguin. Uh, yeah, you see the, the nice gray skies and the uh, snow that's on top of the buildings. I mean, this really is what you dream of. This is the, all the opportunities that are out there for everybody. You know what it's going to look nicer? Next week when we see palm trees and cactuses and sunshine. Cacti. Oh, my God. I'm going to be dry. You say cacti, I say cactus. I'm going to be dry humping a cacti out there. <laughs> I'll be care. careful with that. Yeah, that's probably not the best thing to try. Juggling <laughs> scorpions, I'm going to be so happy. Uh, and the weather looks great. I don't see a cloud at all. And it's going right. to be in the low 70s. Uh, that I saw at least as yes as uh, recent as yesterday. That sounds must be outstanding. Nice. Yeah, it must be nice. Is right, CeeLo. Get out of here for a little bit during February. Mm. The good news there's good news, bad news. The good news is our day is over at around eight a.m. out there because of the time change. Yeah. The bad news is it starts at it starts around uh, two a.m. <laughs> nice little uh, late morning nap for you. Because is that right? Two right? Three a.m. We're on. No four. Yeah, three a.m. Oh God, are you uh, not doing no warm up? No, we are three. That's what I'm saying. It's two hours difference. Oh, it's only yeah. It's only time three. It's two. Yep. All right. So I wonder if Boomer's going to have like an event that's late, and then of course show, he is shows up at you know basically with no sleep, and then when he invites us and we don't go, he's going to wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Well, his his uh, agency has an event, and I looked at nine p.m. Yeah. yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> I know, I got the same oh, invite. Nine, I, I was like, I, oh, maybe I'll go to this. I this is nice. Did I didn't get that invite. I did not. Me neither. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. nice. I have gotten it in years past. I got nothing. Did you check your mailboxes here? I did. Like physical mailbox? Physical. I, I haven't looked at the that. physical thing, I think. The last time I saw that is the same time G checked his work email. <laughs> right. Like, my dude went back there and I was like, Chernoff fired me three years ago? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> All right, uh, CeeLo is here with another update. What's up, Chris? All right, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We'll do the Knicks first this hour. We already heard how regulation ended. Julius Randle swarmed by Anthony Davis and LeBron James, not able to get a shot off, which proved costly because the Lakers controlled the extra session at the Garden. Under three minutes to play in overtime. Westbrook curls in, dishes for the Davis Jam, uncontested on a beautiful setup by Russell Westbrook. Oh, was it Thomas Bryant that had that flying dunk down the lane? Yeah, I think it was. God. Yeah. And then you had the the, uh, the Schroeder heave at the half. Unbelievable. Which yeah. was just, I mean, basically. That is creepy. No, what is Guy by the name of Bryant on the Lakers. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, I know. I thought about that before. It really is. And you almost feel for him. But yeah. yeah, one hell of an athletic play yesterday. The anniversary I mean, of that was just a couple days ago. Yeah, Kobe. 
I remember this was was actually you were you were in here with me because I think Boomer was doing this exact thing. Is that true? Yeah, I'm almost positive. I have no recollection of that. Yeah, I remember getting the news. I was home and saying, "You're right." It was a Sunday. I think it was a Sunday. Yeah, and I was then, doing updates here. So okay, I don't remember. Yeah, that. I'm almost almost positive that it was me and you hosting. That that next morning. Okay, I might have been with you guys then. You know what? Now morning. that you're that saying that, you yeah. probably were. Now that you're saying that, you're a hundred percent correct. Because I remember taking an absolute beating on social media because I never looked at Kobe as like Jordan, and I thought he's great. Yeah, but I never looked at him as like that. See, I see, I loved Kobe. Absolutely loved him. When Joe and Evan and I went out to uh, L.A. for those couple of years and we went to Laker games those two times and seeing him was one of the coolest things. Oh, ever. I'm sure. And I went to his post game press conference and sat there and watched it and there was sat there he didn't ask a question? I didn't. I mm. almost did. I but I didn't. There was a guy that asked a question who was like a local radio personality there named Vic the Brick and he had like this stupid like winter hat on and a big long beard. And you know who Mark Kriegel is? Yeah, the of sports course. writer. So Mark Kriegel and Vic the Brick stands up and asks a question. He turns to Joe Beningo and he goes, this guy makes you look like Edward R. Murrow. <laughs> I thought that was a good line. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all <laughs> right, so the uh, dunk there from AD put LA up five. They would finish off the Knicks 129-123. Triple-double for LeBron. First game at the Garden in just over three years for him. He had 28, 11 assists and 10 boards. The Knicks did rally from down six with under two minutes to play. Jalen Brunson right in the middle of it all. He had the game-tying floater and then drew the charge to get the ball back for the Knicks, but that uh, final play of regulation was a bit of a dud. Looked like Brunson was open at the three-point line as Randall got bottled up. Tom Thibodeau says, of course, it's not that simple. Well, there's three options on that play. Yeah. you got to read the defense. How, how well Jalen played that play wasn't for him. That, like I said, there's three options on that play. And so they have to read the defense. LeBron was on Jalen. But quickly left him as soon as Randall moves towards the basket. And uh, Tibbs kept saying that they had to read the defense, as you heard, and then later said he'd need to watch the tape, of course, before commenting if Randall could have done anything differently on the play. No surprise, Brunson wasn't about to throw his teammate. Had this terrible thought of, like, right. Tom Thibodeau, like 90 years old, sitting by himself in, in a, a, recliner, a recliner going, okay. there's three options on that play. <laughs> Got to read the defense. There's three options on that play. <laughs> Uncle Tom, want some more applesauce? <laughs> There's three options on that play. What a still morbid saying? thought. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just because it's just something his Jerry would life has come up with, right? Basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not going to be a guy who like, enjoys his himself. Yeah, yeah. retirement. Stephen, is it possible to rerun that play one more time? Is that possible? Which the final play? Yeah, Stephen back today. Stephen Waldron. Sure he is there. Yeah, he okay. is there. Yep, I'm here. All right. Like I get LeBron starts on Brunson. That's the, well, this is the charge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm probably part of the, the package the coming the other play. way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, sec. Let's be fair. It's a great awesome. play by Brunson. Play ice, so we'll get it right now. All right, cool. Thank you. Right, so uh, Brunson leads the league in taking charges. Mm. It's pretty cool. Very heady player. Yes, he is. He's we, better than I thought he was. I think. Well, because we're getting a chance to watch him a lot every day. Correct. You're right. All right, while we wait for that, yeah, yeah, go ahead. let me give you Brunson, uh, who wasn't about to get on Randall publicly, at least about that play. Kind of a difficult area for him to 
kind of fish off of those two guys right there. So, um, it was tough, but I mean, he was aggressive. He was. Brunson finished with 37 to lead all scores. 40 minutes apiece for Quentin Grimes and Isaiah Hartenstein in this one, while Emmanuel quickly played 39 off the bench. So, uh, you just did that too. Ian was doing that last night. It's I've heard Hartenstein. I've heard a few of the broadcasters do it now as well. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought it was Hartenstein. I know Hartenstein is wrong, but Hartenstein. Yeah. Hartenstein. You got to. Yeah. Is there like a Mel Brooks bit about this? Like, yes, I think you're right. Yeah, is, is it the young Frankenstein or some Stein or I Stein? Sh- I should know, yeah. Ramstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you might be right about young Frankenstein. I should know that. Oh, it's Frankenstein. I or love something, that. something yeah, yeah. there. Fra- yeah, Dr. Fra- yeah, Frankenstein and Frankenstein. And then, yeah, with Igor. No, it's Igor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah, young something Frankenstein. there. It's young, yeah, you're right. It is young Frankenstein. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, R.J. Barrett did not see the floor. Final 11:51. Tibbs asked about that in the postgame. We were just looking for a group to, to get going, you know. So the group that was out there was what we went with. Yep, another loss at MSG. They're now 12-14 and 14 at home. Got to figure it out because this was the start of a four-game homestand. They've got the Heat tomorrow night, followed by the Clippers and the Sixers back-to-back Oof. on Saturday and Sunday. They could lose all four. Mm-hmm. Sure. Very easily. Clippers had a comeback win last night. Kawhi with 33. Man. 20 plays. Yeah. Uh, the Nets will visit the Celtics this evening. we got coverage on the fan as well as the free Odyssey app beginning at 7.15. Local college hoops. UConn a winner at DePaul You got any bogus sound? From Fordham? No, from UConn. Yes. yes. Good point. I was just for people that maybe don't know who we who yeah, yeah. games for. Um, I don't at the moment. I can effort that for you. You should effort that they for did next win, hour. As did Quinnipiac. Who did uh, Fordham play? Don't know. They didn't play Charleston, didn't they? I no, they lost. Know. No, that's Hofstra on Saturday. I took a quick they, look Oh, at the, God. Uh, Charleston was ranked, right? Yes. I think by. 19 or something. What the hell? This was I'm a blanking out right now. This was a big game for uh, yes, Ford. it was, and I'm completely blanking big out. Big game at home against St. Louis. That's who it was. St. Louis. Big game. Big That's A-10 right. game. It was a oh, huge was. game for them. Because St. Louis. What's uh, in the game of St. Louis, seven Eddie? 7-1 and seven and one in the A-10. Okay. <laughs> Eddie? Hello? Say again now? Nickname ah. of St. Louis University. Uh, mm, oh. Billikens? No, nailed it. Damn. Thought I had it for a second. He <laughs> was almost off his game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What popped in my head was Pelicans. Close. Then I said, that can't be right, because there's no Pelicans in St. Louis. I thought Cardinals. No. That's it. Oh, it is a, billikins. a bird, though, right? Ah, the Billikens. Is that ah, a bird? the Billikens. Is <laughs> oh, a billikens a bird? It sounds I like a no bird. no idea what a billikens is. Eddie? Yes, it's Okay, very good. Uh, St. John's in Seton Hall tonight at Garnaseca, <laughs> and Jerry will be with Rutgers at home no. against Minnesota. Nah. Not a bird? No, a billikens is a mythical good luck figure. Who represents things as they ought to be. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Eddie, Eddie was like, yeah, we'll go with the bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah as they then, ought to be. Hey, things as they ought to be. And this billikin looks a like, mythical like a, creature. some sort of troll thing. So do you walk around with that mm-hmm. thing for luck? It's pronounced Frankenstein. There it is. Yeah. That's what he's Do you also for. say Froderick? <laughs> You're right. Frankenstein. <laughs> I knew somewhere in my brain. <laughs> it's Igor. Yeah. That's such a good movie. Uh, oh, it is creepy looking. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that Billiken mascot is the, the mascot's stuff of okay. nightmares. This, like, this statue thing I'm looking at So here. you put like that in your pocket and walk around for good luck? Is that the idea uh, of it? Uh, I have no idea. Or maybe you role play and put that on. <laughs> and think, hey. You know what's nuts? Is somewhere... Someone's doing There's it. no question. Someone had sex wearing that thing. <laughs> oh, definitely whoever the mascot is. 100%. No you're you're, def- you're missing out it. on an opportunity. 
Like, if you're telling me the Philly Fanatic hasn't done, you know, with the costume on. <laughs> the Philly Fanatic versus the St. Louis Billikens, a little, maybe not as iconic. The, the Billiken head is kind hey, of Hey, Eddie, we have the final play. Ready oh, to cool. Go. Awesome. Thank you, awesome, man. Yeah, two minutes late. Yeah. We're talking about Billikens having sex now, Stephen. We don't need it anymore. Now, in fairness, that's not his fault. Not Mike. Not Mike. But you ever see, like, the thrusting of the Philly Fanatics? Yes. Wait, yeah, yeah, well, but nothing thing. better than the Jaguar guy oh, in the thong. Yeah. Right, right. That, that, yeah, that, that was, was intense. Legendary, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a great conversation with a Pittsburgh Parrot once about mascots. And, like, he, he loved being the Parrot. But he said if he, the only one he would leave for would be the Philly Fanatic. And he was a Pittsburgh guy. So he didn't That's probably a real thing in the yeah, mascot oh, yeah. community, right? But it was a, sure. What about the San Diego, San Diego chicken? Not into that? No, he did you not he didn't, men- he didn't mention the, the chicken. San Diego chicken. Do they even do I, the chicken anymore? Yeah, I don't think he's there anymore. Yeah, I don't think Is that the, true? Yeah. I was there for a couple games. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, don't, I think the chicken's out. How would you not know what a triple-double is? But you know that the San Diego <laughs> chicken is not a thing. <laughs> I'm big on mascots. <laughs> but this was an awesome conversation. It was down at Pirate Spring Training, and he was in the costume. And I didn't know, you know, and he came, he came over to me, and he didn't want to, like, break character. But so he's like, he's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, what's up, man? He's like, oh. So we were having a con- he, he liked the deep sea fish as well. He's like, he's like, you doing any charter fishing this time around? I'm like, no, 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 no parrot. I'm not. <laughs> no parrot. But he Stupid. never broke character. Never broke voice? character. Just did it wow. with the voice. Yeah, that's funny. It was nuts. <laughs> I whacked my own chicken last oh. night for dinner. <laughs> Whacking the chicken. <laughs> so I guess San Diego whacked the chicken. He's no longer the mascot there. I didn't know that. I should have known that having been there a couple uh, times. Right? Would you like to break down this final play now? Or we... <laughs> Next I go, hour, I guess. I don't know. I would like to see it. For you, so let's do it. All right, if he does have time it. for anything else. Good. Yeah. Right, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a, a jet. He's put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, right, here it is. Right, right here, you got to try to pass, no? I, the problem is he's double teamed. So? Yeah, well, I, what I wanted, it's... Look, All I mean, good, Stephen. I was kind of hoping. Nah, yeah, he could have. I don't know about that. that. Gives you the oh, yeah, remember though. On Brunson, you've got there's not, four right. seconds. He gets the ball. He's double teamed immediately. Right. So give it up. If you Brunson can, shoot. it's not that easy. You're I making know. it sound like he's wide open and the opportunity to shoot six, instead. Eight, Davis is what yeah, six eleven. Not easy. I get it. That's a tough play. Yeah. Tough play. Well defended. How about that? It was very well defended, and LeBron went straight up and down and got the block. So, how about they change the goaltend? Yeah. You never see that. No, I. Yeah, but that was interesting. Too. That is a that is a rare one. Yeah, but it's replay in sports, Jerry. It's unpredictable. Oh, that's true too. <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I saw something that's problematic for me, Jerry, and this, this is that Giselle oh. Bunchin is apparently going to do an interview with Vanity Fair, yeah. and she's going to talk and, and uh, break her silence, they say, about the Tom Brady relationship. Right. And I don't like that at all. I don't like it because whatever she says in there, to me, she's getting paid to do it, and then it's one side of the story, and then she's going to say all this stuff that makes Tom Brady look like a jerk, and that, to me, is not a good thing. Giselle. You got enough money. You don't need to air your dirty laundry at Vanity Fair. Go to wherever you want to go to horseback riding with the jujitsu instructor and move on with your life. 
Tom Brady just went through hell this past year. He had to leave training camp. His mom has been sick. He goes through his divorce. It was a miserable season for him. He's got to worry now about the rest of his life and kids and custody and when he's going to see him. And he's now no longer married. And now you got to put this stuff in a magazine just to, to pour some salt on the wound? I don't think she says anything controversial. That's what I think. So then why would Van... Well, I guess. well because it's a big get. I but guess. I don't think she's going to say anything that's going to make him look bad. I don't. Other than he wouldn't stop playing football. That's what I think comes out of this. And remember, he's got his radio show, which I, I know he did this week. I would think he'll do it again next week. I don't know why he wouldn't, unless yeah. because the Super Bowl hasn't ended yet. So right. he'll have a chance to respond if, in fact, she goes there. But the things that I've read is that they are, quote-unquote, co-parenting. And yeah. that they're fine. Well, they're they just put not that married out there. anymore. Yeah, they, they put those things out there. Co-parenting. What was that? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and somebody else. I forget. It was conscious uncoupling they put out there, which is the most ridiculous euphemistic phrase for we hate each other that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> not so, everybody hates each other. Well, I mean, it happens a lot. It does happen These a lot. These two had had enough, and they had big fights and everything, and that was it. And she decided to move on from Sometimes you can be more friend. You can be better friends apart than you are together. Sometimes. I have one friend that's like that. Really? Mm-hmm. They get along very well after they got divorced. Huh. It's strange, but it does happen. So, I mean, obviously, one person didn't have some sort of cataclysmic event or horrible decision no. that led to the divorce. No. They just looked at each other one day and be like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way it was put, but I yeah. think you're pretty close. Okay. Interesting. I think you're pretty close. It just wasn't working, and it just was time to move How on. How old were their kids when this happened? Um, I would say nine and Nine and thirteen? Yeah, see, that's I mean, that's tough Maybe on them. Ten though. and thirteen, something like that. One was a teenager for sure. Yeah, I feel like that's tough on them. But who knows? Anyway, you, but you know what? If you don't see mom and dad screaming at one another and they're getting along, that's true. I mean, you're not wrong. I agree. It's still life changing for the kids, absolutely. But maybe, maybe they're better off. Maybe. And now, maybe she says really nice things about Tommy. <laughs> no way. And by the way, like. Tom Brady's never going to say anything about his personal life to Jim Gray on that radio show. He will never, ever, ever. You're right, but he would have the opportunity to if he wanted to. Right. That's all I'm saying. I could just hear Jim Gray asking those questions. Oh, Tom, <laughs> is your ex-wife a bitch? He's <laughs> not going to ask him that. <laughs> Tom, I know she's a supermodel, but I never found her all that attractive. No, he's not going to say that either. Thoughts? <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Tom was throwing f bombs at him last week, just asking about his career, right? Tom. Made up or not? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> that Jim Gray Tom Brady relationship very strange to me. Well, Jim Gray's had relationships with a lot of athletes, even right. Him and Kobe weren't they tight? Yeah, and him and LeBron remember because he did the decision. That's right. He was the one that did that. When he went to Miami, I forgot about that. Hey, Jim Gray must be, like, really cool away from microphones. <laughs> because what he gives in front of the microphone yeah. is not very interesting. No, but he gets the big name gets, uh, get, uh, guests. Yeah, he does. He does. He always Somehow, has. some way. Yeah. Always figures has. out a way. Even had, even had Brady before the radio show. He was doing the Monday night game at halftime for years and years. That's right. I don't know if they still do that or not, but I know as of last year, they were still doing that. Oh, this is that the CBS. You're gonna watch this? No, CBS Sports Network put up this uh, eighty for Brady or eighty for eighty. Yeah, eighty for Brady. I think Tom Brady might be the oldest one in that picture. 
Uh, so you know, you've well, got. Look, I would watch this before I would watch the movie we were talking about yesterday on the podcast. Cocaine Bear. Yeah, uh, no, Whale, I thought. Oh, Whale, yeah. With Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah. I saw Whale with Brendan Fraser. You saw it? I saw it in the it's, theater. It's got to be horribly depressing, is it not? Um, mm, I wouldn't say horribly depressing, no. I thought it was interesting enough, but it's. I didn't know it was a play before the movie. I didn't either. And while I was watching it, I was like, this feels like a play to me because it everything is from the same room. And, like, people knock on the door and come in, and he's there. And, like, the the, the entire movie is from this mm. one thing. So I was like, this just feels like a play in a set. And I turned out that that's what it was. But I thought it was okay. I was expecting great things from it, and I and I thought it was okay. You know what I thought was fascinating as a movie was this Banshees from Insurance. Colin Farrell's in it. Don't know it. This is nominated for Best Picture, was nominated for Best <laughs> Picture. But it's... um. I thought that was great. And, and by the way, Top Gun Maverick was na- nominated for Best Picture, which I hope wins. Because that's was, a movie. And that movie was tremendous. That is a movie. And I didn't. I actually, I knew what people were saying about it. Yeah. And yet I went into it not expecting much. Yeah. I just thought, you know, people have always been over the top about that that movie, the first one. Mm-hmm. And I thought they're going to love it no matter what it is. So I went into it watching eh, it. was a lot better than I expected it to be. Yeah. And it was always oh, so much fun. In the theaters, I was in the theater going, Woof, Dodging through the mountains. And Boomer had Cruise. said that too. That you got. Now we didn't. We watched it at home, and I still thought it was awesome. I can only yeah. imagine in the theater with the noise and the speakers what it must have been like. And this Banshees from Intran, before like people watches and go, "What are you crazy?" First of all, it's a very thick Irish accent, so I would suggest putting on the subtitles because there's sometimes you miss stuff. But if you're into like a little bit next level storytelling, I think they do. What does it that mean? Amazing. It's not. It's not like surfacey. Like you have to really, it's, yes, like you have to think, but hold on, it's, but in a way, I I don't like the deep either, you see some of the stuff I watch, don't make me think, but it, but it does though, Mm. it does entertain you, and then when you realize like what they were trying to do with it, I was like, man, that was really smart and creative, and I appreciated it at the end. Yeah, I think I'll pass. Okay, that's fine. You gotta talk me out of it. (laughs) But you don't. (laughs) But like, how long was it, more than an hour 40? Yeah, it's probably a little more than that. Yeah. And does it involve actual banshees or no? No, not actual. Well, there's there's a woman who I think is like this old woman who represents death in the movie. And I think that she is sort of a banshee, if you will, figuratively. But if you're not going to if you're not going to see the movie, I can explain it to you because I so I told my mom, you should see this movie. And then she came back. She goes, I hated this movie. <laughs> And then I said to her, well, did you understand it? And she goes, no. And then I explained it to her, and she goes, oh, my God. I got to change my opinion on this movie. That's genius. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. So is there, like, a sort of a mythical element to it? No. Not at all. This is a movie for Eddie. I'll pass. (laughs) But I don't think it is, actually. I don't think it is. not sci-fi at all. I'll explain it to him. Who's the star in the movie? Colin Farrell. Hmm. There's there's another guy who's very popular guy that the two friends and the one friend decides he doesn't want to be friends with them anymore just one day he's like you're uh, just i'm padded wow you're dull <laughs> i'm not gonna waste the rest of my life talking that, to you about is that what paul did to you mal <laughs> <laughs> hi boomer and geo coming to you live for the bill ford tough studio on the fan and cbs sports network if i told you 
that one of my Bellport football brethren was going to his third Super Bowl, this Super Bowl 57. Would that sound like something I was making up or not? Yes, of course it would sound like something you're making up. I am not making it up because my equipment manager at Bellport Football has been the Philadelphia Eagles equipment manager for, I think, something like 22 years What a great job. Awesome. Wow. So he came from, the reason I'm bringing this up now is I was reminded of it because I just got an email from Tom Rock at Newsday who's doing a story Mm -hmm. on him, which I think is awesome because this guy should have been recognized more locally in these previous times, like the first time he went to the Super Bowl. But he came from a very hardworking, great Greek family, the Delamitros family. And he was a couple years ahead of me. Greg Delamitros was, who's the equipment manager. And Anthony Delamitros, his, one of his younger brothers, was in my grade now. And I played Bellport football, played football with him and was, was very friendly with him. So he, he became the equipment manager many years ago. He went to the Super Bowl, uh, with Andy Reid. He went to the Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. And now he's going to the Super Bowl with Nick Sirianni, and he stayed there the entire time. That is great. All the coaches, Chip Kelly, everything else. And that's why when someone was calling up about the magic underwear for the Mormons, I actually had a story about that. Now, you were, were you here that day or not? The magic underwear yeah, there's like for an the under, Mormons? There's an undergarment that they have that's sacred for the Mormon really? faith. And someone, it somehow came up with Zach Wilson, a caller. And I, I mentioned that I actually knew a little bit about it because Andy Reid... And this equipment manager, I asked him about it. And he goes, yes, it's a, it's a thing. I huh. have to wash it separately and everything else. So that's where I have the knowledge of that. But anyway, this guy, I don't know if he's in the Bellport Football Hall of Fame he or not. He should be. But he should be. Damn. So I'm going to call Tom Rock and so Newsday. So he gets a Super Bowl ring then. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, he's one that's deserving. And Absolutely. this guy, yes. I mean... Like it's easy to say this now. Like nobody, when I was playing Bellport football, was going to be like that guy's going to make something for himself, <laughs> like because I was terrible. Um, but like him, you knew like he was the hardest working guy. Yeah. Just on, and then he, I, where did he go after that? Did he go to Stony Brook or somewhere? He went somewhere college for a few it's years, like another step. Yeah, and then and ended, ended up, up with in the, the NFL. Yeah, and then and then you know was the underling equipment manager, worked his way up to the lead equipment manager, and now every coach that comes in. They got to keep him. It's unreal. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's got status. Sure. He's got years. That's really cool. And for all these 20 some odd years, I still see him on the sideline and laugh. You know, like, this is unbelievable. And he looks no different. I don't know how he doesn't look. He looks no different from like 1998 to now. Well, you know what? It's amazing. How much do you look different? If yes. I took the, if we, well, hold on. Oh, if my took God. took the beard off you? Yes. From 1990. So how old are you now? You're 40? Yeah, I'm 40. So that would have made you around 17, I guess, right? Yeah, look at this. This is right around that era. Mm. Around there. I just found this picture of me at a... That would be different because he had hair. At a Vikings And he would game. be different because you wouldn't have had as much hair, right? Yeah. And uh, it was darker. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I only... I can only think of you now with this type of hair. And you was like, all right. Hmm. Uh, is he a heavy go. guy? He's probably go. not, right? He's probably in shape. No, no, no. He's... Yeah. See, that's part of it. This is who? This is me. I mean, that was right around, I think it was like early 20s. I got to tell you, if you lost, you could, all you want. If you got back to that boat show weight you were at. Boat show was, was fat. No, that was, that was not yeah, a good yeah. time for you. Never mind. That but was the, sure. Th- that's what it was. The jury, When you got up there and you were singing. Yeah, yeah. And you shaved. I was and big in that. put this though. outfit on. No. no. Absolutely not. It looks not. like you. It does. 
It does. You guys have remember that picture, Stephen Waldron, that I sent from somebody took for me of the playing softball many years ago with some creep on Twitter that like had this picture of me just standing around ready to play softball. Yeah, we have it. Give me a second. All right. Yeah, it's in the <laughs> creep folder. Yeah. Some guy, I don't. Some guy tweeted me this picture. He's like, "Hey, you remember this?" I think if you shaved and went side by side, put the same hat on and jacket, I don't think it would be as much of a difference as you think. Oh, I, I don't. Totally different. Hey, wait till you see this picture. If you think, yeah, look at this. Same thing. I do think the same thing. Shave, put that outfit on. I don't think you look that. You different. guys see that in the monitor in there? We were on about uh, twenty seconds. We're on delay. Oh, oh okay. But you tell me if you agree with Jerry. I think I look completely different. Yeah, you don't have facial hair. I know, but I mean, I, even if I shaved, I wouldn't look like that. I, again, I've put that outfit on. I've morphed. There's a morphing that. that has gone on. It looks like you. It looks like you. I know it looks like me because it is me. Yeah, that's a good point, too. No, I, I don't. I'm with Greg on this. Mm, I disagree. I'm so. kind of with G, uh, Jerry on this one. Really? Yeah. I can yeah. see it. It's yeah. the it's the beard. It is the beard. I love how I can see it. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks just like you. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's, I don't know, I think it's kind of a cool, it's creepy that he took the photo. Yeah. It's kind of a cool picture, though. You're yeah, like I a mean, badass baseball player. But like, I, like what, who takes that picture? I don't know. I and don't why? Know. I'm not even posing for it. I was just like waiting for the game to start. Yeah, it's a cool picture, though. Is, that, strange. is that a black New York Mets hat? It yes. is, yes. Yep. What's the jersey? The softball jersey? Yeah, whatever jersey we had and sponsorship or whatever that was there, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Back in the day when I actually wanted to play softball, voluntarily wanted to play softball in my early 20s. Yeah. You I know? Don't, I don't like softball. Yeah, me neither. I played I played adult baseball until I was yeah, 23 or 24. The last game I played, there was a bench-clearing brawl. Yeah, I said, I don't need this. It got stupid. Right, exactly. Too much. Yeah, I uh, pickleball. I'm thinking about though. I know everybody's into pickleball. They open one pickleball is unbelievable. So I've got guys from the cornhole league asking. So the gym we rent is an oversized gym. Mm-hmm. So we put all the boards out. We get twelve sets in there. So we've got a big turnover. A lot of guys, but in the corners there are pickleball nets. So the guy that runs the gym, this guy Diego, loves pickleball. So he bought nets. And then taped the floor. Mm. And all these guys from the league saying, you know, we see the uh, floor. When are we doing pickleball? I'm like, I'm not doing pickleball. Yeah, you have to but do it pickleball. It seems unbelievably yeah. popular. It, it, no, it is. It's, un- it, it's, it's the most popular thing right now as far as recreation for people. It's the new thing. So much so that Tom Brady and LeBron James are yeah. investing in these leagues. I do know that. And, you know, the last time they both invested in something was FTX. <laughs> Right, <laughs> which means pickleball's got about a year in front of it. Yeah, right. Actually, I don't know. It was Steph Curry was with FTX, not LeBron, but still, the point is yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tom Brady so and stuff. Have Curry. you played? I mean, I I've played not. once. I thought it was okay. Nothing that I was, you know, like I could play tennis every day. Yeah, anywhere, anytime. But I don't know, pickleball. Do you want to pickle? Eat a pickle. Okay, thank you. <laughs> did you? So did you do play? You no, like I, it? I have not played. But ping pong is my favorite recreational sport. Okay, so ping pong one, cornhole two. Both very close. I love both of them. So I think that this would be, I would love it. I'm sure I would mm. love it. And plus, you'd have a teammate aspect of it, too. And they just opened one up in Sable. It's expensive, though. I got to tell you. I gotta, I so what is it? Okay, expensive how? Like, how much is a season run? Have you looked into that? I have, and I remember looking at it going, that's expensive, and then not remembering the number. So oh, I'll, right, I'll look it up for you to tell you. Just so curious. Reco Sports can no, get in on this. It's because it takes up a lot of space. There's not a lot of people playing it. You got to be able to pay for it, and you know it's mm-hmm. not easy. 
surprise. No, I know it's not easy, but if you can make an extra couple, a uh, little, little more scrajol, do pickleball now, a little more, you know, a little extra wood. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? If if guys want to play it, we're open to it. And I don't think it's like a huge exercise thing, but I, you know, I hate cardio. And after I'm done, so I'm making a proclamation, and I said this to Gina. She's laughing at me. She thinks I'm not serious. When I'm done with this bike tour, I am not doing any hardcore cardio again in my life. Ever. This is it. Ever. I will go for walks. I'll do things like pickleball. I am not getting on. I'm not working out on bikes. I am not doing an elliptical machine. I am not doing any of that stuff anymore. I'm done. I hate it. I can't stand it. Like people, they're like, oh, you get, you work out. You know, it releases your endorphins. It does. I have not been in a worse mood in the last six months than I was after I got off that Peloton bike the first time. The first time? The first time this go-round. You know, when I hadn't been on it in three years. And I got off it and I said, I can't believe it. How do you feel now doing it? Hate it. I did it yesterday. Hate it. And And the teacher, she switched it around on me. I couldn't believe it. She did a sneak attack on me. It's supposed to be a low-impact 90s music ride. I get on there, she goes... Yeah, I'm turning this into a high-intensity interval training ride. I know you people are here for the 90s ride, but sometimes life throws you curveballs and you got to deal with it. Why don't you I'm, just switch to someone else? I was like, what? Because I'm in the middle of it. I'm on the bike. I'm already 15 minutes into the thing, and then she switches it. And then I only have X amount of time because Gina's like, all right, I need you down here. At this time, I'm taking the kids here and doing that. And just keep pedaling. Just do whatever. You didn't, but for real, like you don't feel energized no. from doing that when you're hey, done? No. You don't get off of feeling that was great. Nope. And I understand going into it, you don't want to do it. Most people don't want to go to exercise. But when they walk out, they usually feel pretty good. No, no I Alan don't. I are with you. I've never felt like no. no. Sort You've of, never gotten through an exercise routine no. and said, "God, damn, that was awesome." No, when we've no. Like, when I go hiking and I'm at the top of the mountain or at the lake or whatever, but that's more like a psychological thing, not like a physical endorphin rush. No, never, me ever. I hate it when I'm off that thing. I hate myself. I hate everything you about don't it. Feel good? No, I don't. I'm telling you, I'm not lying to you. For me, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. That, that whole endorphin thing does yeah. not work. Me, me neither. I, it's just, I, it not only does it work, it works well, in reverse. In fairness, I, how many times have you exercised more than once and said, I'm not doing this again? He's like, looking at you, Eddie, by the way. Have you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I, you know, well, this is, you know, I'm 55 years old. So, yes, I've had periods where I've, I've done it. And mm. never, yeah. ever. That's, I, I don't know, I, that seems. N- nuts to me. But yeah. you got three guys here that don't feel any endorphin rush. And I used to I used to go for runs in Pittsburgh when I was in shape that I it would be like five miles I would run. Sometimes it'd be three, then I'd go five. This was I was in my mid twenties at that point, maybe late, like twenty six, twenty seven. And I'd I'd run and I'd do it because I wanted to get in shape, but I hated it because it was so monotonous. And the only reason well, I, I, get, was, I get that, yeah. The only reason I was doing it was because I knew that running was something that was going to make me skinnier, and that's all I wanted. Spike told me something that fascinated me a few weeks ago because I was talking to him about running. Yeah, and he said, he, "Oh, bad vegan." Yeah, oh, <laughs> right. I said, "You must really like it because he gets up at four o'clock to run because he gets in here early." And he goes, "No, I hate running." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Just something I feel like I have to do, so I get up and I do it." But he does not even enjoy it. That, to me, is fascinating that you continue to do it every day yeah. and you don't enjoy it Mo- at all. I think most runners that run long distance hate their lives. Yeah, hate their lives. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would agree with that, yes. 
I would 100% agree because you're I getting away from something. Runner. And if you're training for Iron Man, forget it. Well, that's mm, that's You've some tough really stuff. lost interest in people. Yeah. What about sense of accomplishment? No. Why not? You're running from something. Yeah, that's yeah, it's you're running definitely to a metaphor. better yourself, to no. feel better about yourself. That's why, like, when people go through divorces and things, they get they join Iron Man, they run the marathon. Well, get your mind off stuff for yes. sure. Right. But you, you also can't lead a real regular life if you're training for Iron Man. I agree. The time it takes is very difficult. Now, we have hours where we could, but for the most part, I most of Jerry. society couldn't. You have nothing but time. <laughs> what, are you kidding me? You leave at 1030, you have nothing to do until 830 at night. Yeah. My God, you could train for seven marathons at once. So the, this is this is it, man. Uh, no more exercising. No more exercising after yeah. May. Now, the walks, and I see like long walks and stuff like that sure. are great for mental health, they say. And it's good to get your steps in and all that stuff. That's what I'll do that when the weather's warm. I will do that. And we'll go out and we'll take the girls, whatever. Yeah, I love a long walk with the dogs. Right. That, that I'll do. But the cardio, like warm. sweating, someone yelling at me. The monotony of running or an elliptical machine, it's over. I can't, it's not me. I can't do well, it. Well, if you don't like it, you don't like it. It's fine. I, I just, I cannot believe the three of you have never had that rush when you were, and not even a rush, just a sense of accomplishment. Like, I'm, you know what? I'm glad I did that. I'm glad that even though I didn't want to do it, I did it. And I feel better about myself. The only time that I have the sense of accomplishment from it is if I see a result on the scale afterwards. So, like, if I work out, like, two days in a row, three days in a row, and then I get on the scale a few days later, I'm like, oh, I'm happy that I worked out. that would happen. And it does. Right. It actually just did to me this morning. Because I worked out yesterday. I was kind of stuck on a number, and then it ended up working. So... I have breaking news from Adam Schefter. If you want to read it or you want me to read oh, it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you should read it. You're the host of the program. Uh, okay, all right, very, very good. Very big news. The very antici- big news. The yeah. anticipation is, is very big. killing me. Wow. And it's the real Adam Schefter as it's in my team. Not Schefter. Nope. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, I'm intrigued now. Al's is the news and you goes, oh, wow. You want to take a quick guess? Or should we leave the audience it- hanging? No, we can't do that. I hate when radio shows do this. Craig does this is a lot, this... and I go right to Twitter. Okay, here is we go. Is this Aaron Rodgers related? No. Oh. Tom Brady announces he's retiring. Oh, wow. Ugh. Greg Olson. <laughs> oh, yeah, poor Greg Olson. This means nothing. <laughs> Let's see in a month. Yeah, I don't think he would do this again. Tom Brady announces he's retiring. Does he announce, did he announce on Instagram? Why would he do it? Why would he retire? His I... wife just divorced him. He's got nothing else except... He really wants to go sit in the booth and not be on the field? Yeah, I, um, where is it? I don't hmm. see it anywhere. Maybe he called Shefty. Welcome to the B team, Greg Olson. Yeah. Who, you he's watch. Not. You're going to be wanting Greg Olson back. I will be. Because I think he's going to be a stiff. He's grown on me uh, over this, I agree. I over like this season. I really yeah. like him. I do. I know. G doesn't. I do. I think Greg Olson's gotten very good at it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Guys, I'll get to the point right away. I'm <laughs> Sorry, Chris. For good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates. My competitors, uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change 
I think. Love you all. Oh, there it is. Tom Yeah, officially retiring. I think he's nuts. He finally got what he wanted, which was somebody not nagging him to stop playing football. (laughs) And now he decides to retire? It's ridiculous. Do you think it's possible his agent said to him, you know what, you're not going to have as many suitors as you thought? And you just, instead of trying to kick the tires and realize that the opportunity's not going to be so great? No, because Tampa Bay would take him back in a second. Tampa would take him back in a second. What would they do? Unless he doesn't think he can win there. I mean, that team, you know, anybody can sit here and tell me all they want about Tom Brady's season. Tom Brady, I I would love to know the amount of drops that his wide receivers had and the injuries that they dealt with on the offensive line all season long. Maybe he thinks they can't. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'd like to know more about it, but it sounded to me like he was just, he was done. He had had it. So now I'm thinking, like, all right, you you played an extra season that led to your divorce, and now that's what I'm saying. So now why would you retire now? So like, what, interesting. Is he trying to get back together with her? Maybe I like if you maybe he just wanted out of the marriage. And he's like, if I play another year, he'll definitely leave. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That was the case. Whew. Plan worked perfectly. Jesus. Now I'm free in oh my, my retirement. Oh yeah, yeah. It's true. I mean, he's in retirement. He's going to do whatever he wants He can now. do whatever he wants. Well, he's going to know. He's going to be quite obligated to Fox. I mean, it's amazing to me. That's true. It's amazing to me that, like, at this stage now where everybody who they retires who has, like, been married, I want to spend more time with my family, that he, he has more time with his kids, I suppose. Sure. But, like, he's, he's definitely, you know, he's, Giselle is no longer. He didn't thank Giselle, by the way. That's one part about it. you think that. she was annoyed by the Fox deal? Yes, I said that at the time. I was like, you know, it's one thing to say I only have one more year to play, but he signs the Fox deal, and then you're going to be gone for Thanksgiving again. For you're going to be gone for yeah, Christmas again. You know, the football season still going to be football season. Because that's the one thing I, I know you didn't. I don't think you watched the Tom Brady thing on Facebook. No, the one thing I'll, that I always took from that, I saw maybe I think I saw three episodes. I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw two or three episodes for sure. But the one with his sisters. In particular, where they were really, I know they were in all of them, but they were featured in this one uh, where they talked about how how much the family misses him um, on Thanksgiving when they play or every Christmas when, you know, there are games on that weekend. And, you know, it's just there's there's never a weekend where they can get together once fall hits. And you sit there and think like, my God, that's been his life for 20 something years, just never being around. And then you think about the kids never seeing him on Sunday. It is interesting. And then you sign a 10-year deal to go do it with Fox. Now, when you're done playing, you almost wonder if that was the straw that broke the old camel's back. Yeah, I do think it's a very strong possibility. Hmm. Because then he's going to need that, man. He's going to need to be around the game. Just as we talked about prior to knowing this news, he needs to be around the game. So, we'll see. We'll see if he's going to be on TV. Yeah. See if he's any good at it. Well, let's go, Greg Olson. Kill it in the Super Bowl. I feel bad for him. Why though? Because I think he's going to have a job taken away from him that he's He'll still he's have a job done. For Fox, and he's the number one. He's the number one team. You telling me they're going to give him a pay cut? And I think he's been. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. You, I don't know. I see. I would think. Well, let no. me hold on. Let me ask you this: They move you from mornings to middays. You taking a pay cut? Well, that would necessarily that that would necessitate it. But here's the thing: the radio business and the TV business. Much they still have budgets. 
But they're paying him to be the number one analyst. They knock him down to two or three, depending on who they put him with. But I mean, I think I would be shocked if if a company like Fox Sports has as much money as they do to give Tom Brady that deal. I, they're going to screw they're, over Greg Olson, and they're going to ask him to take a pay cut. They're expecting a return on Tom Brady's deal. Sure, they're not going to expect a return on Greg Olson going to the three team. I would be willing to bet that they do not give him a pay cut. Wouldn't shy. I hope they don't. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. I mean, they're not firing him. No, I didn't say they're firing so him. I don't, I don't feel bad for him. They're not firing I him. I do. I feel bad for him. Ah. Him and uh, him and Kevin have become a pretty good team. Okay. I know you disagree. I like the guy. I love Kevin. Absolutely love Kevin. I'm excited for Kevin. Matter of fact, Brady. Greg Olson's become an easy listen compared to some of these blowhards. He has. Easy? He, uh, yes. Who's a blowhard? I'm not going to do that. Why not? Well, because I got to start killing guys. Well, the one guy I will absolutely kill, and I think is, I don't know how in the hell that this guy's a number two analyst, is Daryl Johnston. He is so just, oh, it's done with him. He says the same phrases over and over again. He never says anything interesting, and it's monotone, and he's the number two guy right now. And I think he stinks. And he says opportunity 700,000 times a broadcast. Yeah. Goes, well, I had an opportunity to get a... Turnover here. Well, this is an opportunity in the red zone. Opportunity. Opportunity. It just he stinks. So you're a fan. Can't stand it. <laughs> so that's a guy I'll kill. Right. Give me one you don't like. Uh, one I don't like. Um, By the way, Tom Brady announces retirement on Twitter. Yeah, story. which is why we're discussing this whole thing. And he's going to Fox. So Tom Brady officially done. If you'd like to hear the video, see the video, it's on his Twitter. I'll account. tell you what. Let me look at the list of teams, and I'll give you a couple. Okay. Rather than just spit one out um, when we come back. All right. Sounds good. All just right. Just to look to see who got the most of the Jets games this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye to Tom Brady. It is over. Tom Brady. is right, Boomer. Where's Boomer? On Breaking News Day. All right. Breaking News Day. The greatest quarterback of all time retiring, and Boomer's doing the greatest Super Bowl commercial. Sure. Should we should we call him up at five thirty? He's raiding the snacks at SoFi no. Stadium right now. <laughs> I don't think you can call him at five thirty in the morning. That's no, no. Text, hey, text, and you up, you up, big guy. That's different. You we up. got some breaking news, Blondie. Want to chime in? Maybe it, no, text him at nine. Okay, that would be six o'clock. All right. And then if he, I mean, I don't think a, t a text doesn't generally wake me up if I'm in a deep sleep. No, in a deep sleep it shouldn't. Listen, because I have a vibrate. The you up text. Sleep schedule's got to be all out of whack right now. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's yeah. true, too. New York, Missouri, L.A., coming back here tomorrow. There's no chance he's getting a solid eight he, hours out there in He LA. could be up right now. Right, exactly. Streaming the show, yep. finding out what we're saying about Tom Brady and also going through the drugs report. Like I would say that's more likely than him actually being asleep right so now. So then the yeah. phone should be ringing now. Yeah, exactly. With the delay. So, yes, Tom Brady announces his retirement, says it's done. He goes, he's had one heartfelt Instagram post. He only had one shot at that. He did that last year. So now it's just him sitting on a beach somewhere in South Florida. He does get emotional towards the end of it. Yep. And you can tell that he's done, at least for the time being. Now, I walk back to the Bangladesh call center back there where we have our stash, our salespeople. And they, uh, the one guy yells at Jim O'Brien, yells at me. He's like, I don't believe it. I will not believe it until I see him not on a roster. And I'm like, eh, some people are going to say that, but I think he's done. I do too. I, I don't. I don't think he would have died. I, I could have seen him stringing us along. Yeah, and waiting. 
But if he did this today, it's over. And especially because he, he went back on what he said last year. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he's going to do that again. That becomes Brett Favre 2.0. All right, so Jerry promised us at least one color analyst for the NFL that he thinks sucks. No, that my least favorite, I would say. Okay. I would say my least favorite would be Mark Schlereth. Okay. Yeah. That's all. I can go with that. That's it. And so, the most underrated, Mark Sanchez. I, I like Sanchez. I think Sanchez is yeah. outstanding. I enjoyed every game I heard him do this year. And he's good. just getting he's just getting into getting enough reps to, you know, kind of fine tune and sharpen up. I think Brian Baldinger when he did games was one of the best and yeah. he's never really been on a regular cruise. He's on for a Compass while. Media Networks yes. every Sunday. Is yes. he? He does uh, he's with Carino. He's act, he was really good. Baldinger is outstanding. He's great on Twitter as well. From him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He does the he's, breakdowns. Well, I'll tell you Twitter. what he does. Now I know Romo's come under fire for I guess fans think he's not doing the work. I don't know if he is or he isn't, but Baldinger does the work and proves it to you every week on Twitter oh with God. those breakdowns. So Morning there's after. no one that's going to say, even if he makes a mistake or sees something wrong, you can't say, did you not prepare? You see it every week. Yeah, well, here's the, the biggest knock on Romo with the AFC Championship game was the fact that he clearly had no idea what Burrowhead was yes. about. Yes. Because while they're doing the interviews, Tracy Wolfson's doing an interview and then she says, is this still Burrowhead? And he's like, it's not Burrowhead anymore. You know, screw you, I'm smoking a cigar. F everybody. <laughs> All the things that he said. So then that it goes back amazing. to Tony. And Tony's like, did he say Burrowland? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not Burrowland. You know, he's right about that. What did he say? I'm like, Tony, if you paid just one bit of attention, yeah. one bit of attention. Al Dukes doesn't know what a triple-double is in basketball. <laughs> knew everything about Burrowhead and that storyline. And he's not calling the game. <laughs> and he had no idea. So that, to me, that just shows, like, he showed up and did the game. That's a bad one. I mean, week 13 or something, maybe. But AFC title game, with all that was said. That was one of the biggest storylines going it in. It sure was. Like, that yeah. was almost like him not knowing about the high ankle sprain. Just real quick on the announcing, since that's where we're at. Yeah, who else sucks? No, I'm not going to. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Can you even think of a game that... Like, I see this this team of Harlan, Trent Green, and Melanie Collins. I'm sure we've heard them. I feel, when I think of Kevin Harlan, I just think of Westwood One. Yeah. I know he's doing CBS games. Yeah. But I feel like every game we get every weekend is either Nance and Romo or we get Ian. Pretty yeah, sure, Charles Davis. Pretty sure yes. Harlan did a few Jet games. Did he? Year, if I recall. Greg Gumbel with Adam Archuleta. Uh, I don't feel like I remember seeing that sorry, either. Sorry, sorry. And then, and then there's Al's favorite, Andrew Catalan and James Lofton. Be careful. And yeah. then on Fox, another team you probably. <laughs> I mean, we get Kenny a lot. Is Charles <laughs> Davis on any of these teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah Charles Come Davis. On. Is I like Charles yeah. Davis. And then you get Kevin Cougars with Sanchez. I remember that from the uh, the London games. They did that back to back. And I guess, yeah, so Joe Davis would be the second team. So that does that mean Joe Davis will get Greg Olson then? And then your favorite guy, Moose Johnson, will get bumped down? I Adam, hope so. I is mean, it I Adam Amir? Is that his name? Yeah. Ami Amin. Amin. Adam Amin. Amin. Yeah. Okay. He's with Schlereth and Christina Pink. But I feel like we don't see these guys a lot. No, I see them. I see him with the Vikings every yeah. single week. Every say, one of those guys. Yeah. Jerry, how do you watch the game Sunday? Depends. See, I will watch Red Zone unless the game's yeah. good. I prefer to watch a. I really do prefer to watch a game and, and then go to Red Zone on commercials. I'm in the studio with the mix on with where I have no sound, so I don't always know the broadcast. Yeah, teams. so you don't see much of anything yeah. then. Yeah, so the reason we're talking about this is Fox now is going to have Tom Brady presumably in the booth next year. Uh, it'll be. Imagine if they kicked Greg Olson out for the Super Bowl. 
They're not kicking him out for the Super Bowl. Put Tom in there. No. Tom's Stop retired it. now. Sorry, Stop Greg. It. Or you well, had, like, Tom comes in in, like, the third quarter. I was, third man. I was just going to say, now, that would be awkward. If they should kind of introduce him to it, throw him out there in the Super Bowl, three-man booth. Oh, by, God. By the way, are we certain he's going to dive in right away next year? Is that in the contract? They're that paying him to? $37 million are they a yet, year. Though? We can ask Once Bert about it when he doesn't come Once on with us. He's coming on with us. <laughs> Jerry, I'd love to, but with this whole Tony Romo thing, I, I mean, with this whole uh, Tom Brady thing, we're really not supposed to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, that's an easy out Oh, you're now. right. Yep. Oh, it yep. wasn't happening anyway, so. <laughs> Damn it. No, well, you don't know that. You do not know nah, that. I know that. You don't know. You realize this is a strong two know. versus two here, uh, Jerry. Work, he's working on I'm it. I'm not backing down. If, if if you don't back down, I'm not backing down. Either we, way. We will get Kevin Burkhardt on, me and you combined. I agree. Tag team. We're doing it. I am concerned. To agree to not allowed. ask him about Brady. But, th- but let me ask you this, all kidding aside now, because this does change the equation a little bit. If he is forbidden because <laughs> of this, I think the bet's off. Now, that said, I've already arranged breakfast from Zucker's on that Tuesday. You're welcome. I've done that already. Not expecting to lose. I figure either one, it's done. But if he's forbidden from coming on because, specifically because of right, this? No, no. no. There's, a, there's a difference between don't ask him about Brady as opposed to forbidden to coming on to talk about it. So if, I, I think he'll, he's still got to do interviews. Was, he's yeah. a play-by-play guy. He's Then he's coming on. Then he's, then he's, then yes. he's going to be with us. They do the, they do the meet and greet at the, the convention center. Right. They'll and make everybody available to the press. Yeah. Absolutely. Kevin so. Burkhart, 6 a.m. one day when, when Radio Row is quiet, in, out, see ya. Yep, he'll be. I there. think he'll do it. Six so four a.m. local. No, I mean six a.m. local. Right. Nine a.m. The nine a.m. hour here. Yeah. If he we're says five a.m. local, I don't and at this point I'm so committed to this. If he says no, we're I will dra- find him. Again. I will roofie him. <laughs> and I will throw him over my shoulder and plop him in the chair. And Kevin Burkhardt has been kidnapped yeah. from his hotel room right. in Phoenix. I don't care if he doesn't say anything. We're putting a headset on that effort, and he's going to sit right there. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, uh, man, we've got Kevin Burkhardt now. What out? Yeah, <laughs> we're <laughs> winning. <laughs> right. Like the, the Christmas vacation where they kidnapped oh, yeah. the boss. Yeah, Brian and Murray, him in there. Right. Yeah. Oh, hey, he's oh, here. Oh, you're about ready to Merry Christmas, Clark. what you wanted? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so there's not an update this hour because of the breaking news uh, because Tom Brady has announced his retirement. Uh, I believe he's serious this time. I know you've got a sponsor here. Yes, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket Play official state lottery games on your phone. Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Uh, Boomer in L.A. We're going to text him a you-up text at 9 a.m. Eastern, which will be 6 a.m. his time to see if he actually is up to comment on Tom Brady retiring because that is big news this morning. 35 minutes ago, he released his video, and I looked in the break, and it already has 2.3 million views on Twitter in 35 minutes, and I believe he is done. I know people are going to be skeptical. We saw it with Brett Favre. We've seen it with Aaron Rodgers. We saw it with Tom Brady himself last year. I don't think that he is coming back this time. I truly believe that him going back on his word last year affected him because he even said that in the video. You get one emotional Instagram post. You don't get two. That's why I'm putting this on Twitter in a quick video and letting everybody know that I am done. It is surprising to me. He obviously still could play. I thought that the freedom away from Giselle was going to allow him to play because basically that kind of cost him his marriage from what we know. So I thought that this was a great opportunity to at least play one more year. And he did not. He decided to walk away. Now, I am one of the guys who love Tom Brady. I know that Jets fans hate him. Some people call him a cheater and deflate gate, spy gate. 
I've loved everything about Tom Brady since the second I saw him play. He was not, he didn't stop my team from winning a championship. If he did, I probably would have felt differently about him. But the greatness, the drive, the keeping himself in that type of shape to 45 years old to continue to play, winning being on his mind, doing everything essentially the right way. Uh, to me, he, he's one of those guys, one of the few people in sports. I mean, in this list, I'm telling you, is like maybe five people long. The few people in sports that if they walked in the door right now, I would be like, I would get starstruck. Yeah, I hear you. I would be like, oh my God, that's Tom Brady. And he, he to me, is every record that we didn't appreciate him enough towards the end because everybody was sick of him because they'd seen him for so many years. But what this guy did in his career, in my opinion, will never be topped. Seven Super Bowl championships, seven himself, and one with another team when the other team decided they were going to move on from him, go down there and do that? And the, and the yards and the touchdowns and the MVPs. I mean, this this is the greatness personified, no question about it. I will miss him. A lot of people, oh, good riddance, I'm so tired of this guy. This guy set the standard for what a great athlete is supposed to be. And I certainly, I know that he's passed the torch and there's other great quarterbacks that are out there, but him not playing football to me is is weird, sad and weird, and I'm going to miss it. I'm sorry. I'm one of the guys I'm going to miss him. Over 100,000 yards passing regular season and playoffs combined. 100,000. <laughs> Amazing. And yeah, you're right. I, I don't know how it could be ever duplicated or matched seven Super Bowl wins. you got franchises that have never gone to a Super Bowl, let alone win one, two, seven. Yeah. So it is, it's remarkable. Maybe the fact, you know, and I don't, unless we get a chance to talk to him, which I don't know that we will or won't, or you guys might during the Super Bowl week, I don't know. You know, maybe the fact he didn't want to go play for a third team could have played into it. And he didn't see Tampa getting any better, that the fit wasn't working. Because, you know, I've said this many times over the last, you know, month or so, even longer, six weeks, and people started saying, well, look, he's done. He's not done. Physically, he's not done. That team was terrible. Yep. That was not, it was not a well coached team. That team was ravaged by injuries in the worst possible spot. At one point, I believe four of his five original offensive line were out. You had, you know, young receivers that couldn't catch a cold. Wasn't a good football team. And maybe he doesn't want to go start over with another club. That could be part of it, too. Yeah. And there's no doubt <clears throat> we've used this as an example with a lot of quarterbacks. But if Tom Brady were on the 49ers, I think they'd probably be in the Super Bowl. I, That's how good he was playing. Don't disagree. With, with that offense, the fact that they get the ball out quick, he doesn't need to run around, get the ball in the hands of playmakers, make that throw on third and 13 if you have to make that throw. And he still is as accurate as he's ever been and still has the arm strength to do it. Uh, he, he would have been in the Super Bowl. And you look at the career, too. You know, the one issue that we're sitting here, we started the show talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets situation, and then we brought up Mike White. His problem is he can't stay on the field aside from one injury. This guy's there every week. Yep. For not 10 years, for 20-plus years. Absolutely. Yeah, every he had the, game. He had an injury that changed the way that officials called roughing the passer, lower on the legs. When he had that knee injury and the Patriots had to turn to Matt Castle, who went 11-5 and that year. And that used to be the example of, oh, it's Belichick more than Brady. Until Tom Brady left, went to Tampa, and in his first year won a Super Bowl. No doubt. And then on top of that, the fact that, you know, Mac Jones doesn't look like maybe he'll turn out to be a really good player. Hasn't been so far, and the Patriots have been pedestrian at best. Yeah. I mean, him as a broadcaster, I'm not so sure. I don't know how it's going to work out. I mean, I hope, see, I, I, what I really don't like, 
is when guys like this who their legacy is intact right now and, and nobody's going to drag it down with the the Patriots cheating stuff in my eyes it could for well, you the football stuff was stupid if right if if it does for you then that's fine for me it doesn't drag it down but a guy whose legacy is intact as you know he is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game and it's indisputable sure in my mind i don't like when those guys have an opportunity to do something else and fail because they like they get looked at differently. Yeah, I mean, Joe. I mean, Joe Montana. If you bring up the broadcasting, people laugh at it. But I, you still think of Montana. You think of his brilliance with the Niners. You do. Yeah. And he was a stiff. He was like he was not made for TV. Emmett Smith, terrible. When did Emmett Smith do anything on TV? ESPN. He was awful. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he went on ESPN for like a year. He was so bad. And then on the flip side, a guy like Rex Ryan. Becomes even more of a character because he's so good on TV. Right. Not right away, though, which was interesting because right away when he was he fresh out of the anything. game, he wasn't saying anything because he thought that there was a chance maybe he'd get another head coaching job. Then he realized if he was going to be on TV and be Screw good at it. it. <laughs> right. He had to do it. And he was I, like, I guess I'm not going to get another job. So I guess whatever. Brady to Washington, he missed that one a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. It was a day after he said that, too. It was right. Sean Payton and Tom Brady to Washington. <laughs> Peyton goes to Denver, and Brady says, see ya. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty funny. That is perfect. Yeah. Uh, Tom and Riverhead. What's going on, Tom? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I uh, just want to say I'm a 40-year-old big Jets fan, so for years I, I couldn't stand Brady, obviously. But I'm glad he went to Tampa because it gave me a chance to appreciate his career a little bit in a different light. Um, I just got to say, it's really terrible that he has to go out in his last year where Todd Bowles dictated a lot of this. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are, uh, you know, fans of the movie Kill Bill, too, but there's a scene where they say, um, you know, the greatest uh, warrior anyone had ever known went out at the hand. Something to that effect. So yeah. to go out at the hands of Todd Bowles, he should really <laughs> rethink this. There's a lot of opportunities out there. And, you know, 80% of Brady is a hell of a lot better than most of the league. Yeah, no, I know. I agree with that. I, I, I mean, agree. I, I know. That's going to be the answer to a trivia question like 20 years from now that people are going to struggle with. Who was Tom Brady's head coach the last year he played? <laughs> people are like, oh, oh, Bruce Aarons. No, no, no. no. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Yes, and, and in fairness, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. The last game in play, they went 8-8 eight and, eight and they won the division. They did. And what was a terrible year. Right. Looked like crap in the playoff game, but that was a bad team. Yeah, it was. That was a that was a he bad was throwing team this year. sixty five. There was one game at the end. I don't. It wasn't the was the Cowboy game. Them the playoffs. Or I think was it was. The, he threw like sixty six passes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a bad team. <laughs> yep. It Come is. Come on. But he could he could definitely still play. I just think that this year took an immense toll on him. Um, and, and maybe he didn't enjoy it as much, but that's, but that's a reason why I thought he'd come back and say, I can't I end it like this. I didn't think he would end it like this. Either. I mean, I was dead wrong. I said, I was like, I guarantee that he comes back now and he plays. It just will be for somebody else. And I also thought with the Purdy injury, it kind of opened the door again for that. Yeah. Now I know it's a six month injury and Purdy should be ready for August. So it's not like he's missing time in the, in the regular season, but he's out. All of a sudden, you could make the case. Well, we don't know how he's going to be when he comes back. Surgery. You could make that case. Mm-hmm. Now he's no, he's gone. And this also, by the way, for the Aaron Rodgers of the Jets folks, makes Las Vegas an even more realistic possibility for Aaron Rodgers.
because that's another team we were looking at. And we thought maybe Brady would go to Vegas with Josh McDaniels. That's not happening. Now. Possible. Yeah. Not happening. I'm Born G. Alconi alive with Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Tom Brady retires officially this time in a Twitter video, and he put up a ton of Instagram stories from his career. And I'm going through it, and I got to tell you, I'm getting a little emotional looking at this stuff. I really am. Getting a little Makes touched. Feel old, doesn't it? Get, getting a little touched by by all of this. Yeah. And he's got pictures with just about everybody that meant something to him in his career. You know, all the way back to the Patriots days. Then he's got, there actually is a, a picture of, I just came across it. I was waiting for this. Belichick? Well, yes, there's a picture with him and Belichick. But there's a picture of Giselle and his kids that he put in this when they're all in Brady jerseys. Sure. So he did include that. A lot of stuff with his kids. A lot of stuff with his parents. And then a bunch of teammate stuff. He's got he's got like everybody in there. He's got him and Joe Montana, him and Steve Young as well. So it's 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 very I'm just picturing him like because he did this Twitter video sitting on a beach because I know he's at his waterfront property there down in South Florida because that's what it all started with was a sunrise from uh, from the ocean. So he's either sitting on the beach there by himself, it's probably private beach in front of him, or he's back at his house on his phone just posting all these Instagram pictures himself. That's what I imagine would yeah. be going on. And, yeah, he's done, man. There's just, there's no way that this guy's coming back at this point. I don't think it's so. It's over. I think it's over. I really do believe that. Hmm. And I, we are as cynical as anybody out there. No, I don't believe there's any chance he's coming back. I don't think so. And it would have been nice. It would have been fun. But as we mentioned, with the Raiders being a possibility for Brady now not being a possibility, Al came in and said, well, that would be one final F you to the New York Jets. <laughs> if Tom Brady retiring and not going to the Raiders means that Aaron Rodgers then goes to the Raiders. Here's why I don't think Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders. Okay. The head coach. Doesn't like Josh McDaniels. I don't know if he does or he doesn't, but he has not exactly had a great coaching career so far. Yeah, and Nathaniel Hackett being with the Jets would sort of change that because it's not like Rob Salas had a great coaching career so far either. Right now, he I, is the head coach, but I don't, I don't know about the um, the Vegas coaching staff. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's someone on the staff that he loves, like he loves Nathaniel Hackett. But I would, I still think it's here. But that would be funny, uh, not funny. That would be terrible for a Jet fan if, in fact, that happened because of this. Yeah, I'd have to go through that coaching staff, but. I mean, if he if there's like a guy that Aaron Rodgers was talking about, Nathaniel Hackett and Rich Basaccia yesterday, there's that guy, you know, maybe, but he's done. Guy's done. Yeah. He's absolutely done playing. But Aaron Rodgers, yes. Josh McDaniels, Tom Brady makes sense. Josh McDaniels, that from what we know of Josh McDaniels personality, that probably would not go well with Aaron Rodgers. Because Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels, I think, got along well because Tom Brady was so driven and it was, you know, his team and everything. Everybody had to go through Tom and Josh McDaniels was just like sort of like the evil genius in the background that would tweak some things. Sure. Like how much like and, and they worked together for so many years and they worked together when Josh McDaniels was young and not established and then worked his way up. Where would let me ask you this. So we've talked we talked so much about now Brady's gone. We know he's gone. It's a, they made it official today. What are the where are the suitors for Rodgers? 
Aside from the Jets, which I think a lot of people do think he's going to end up if they trade him. Let's take Green Bay out of the equation and say Green Bay's trading him. That's that we're, we believe that's going to happen. Where are we talking? You're talking about the Jets? I, I don't think the Raiders, but I know that's out there, especially with Devontae Adams there. Okay, fine. Are the Niners really? I've heard that, but with Purdy, with what he did, are you really going in that direction? Like, well... Who? Well, okay, so for to believe the Green Bay Packers that they're not going, the reporting on the Green Bay Packers, that they're not going to trade them to an NFC That's team. That's another then, thing. That's right. Then that would so they'd be out. essentially rule them out, but but I don't know. You, you don't know how that's going to work out. I think that the, 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 the thing that will make the Jets lose out on Aaron Rodgers more than anything is retirement. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, he doesn't. I listen to him with McAfee. He does not. I know what he keeps saying. I got to take my t- He doesn't sound like he's not playing. Well, now that Tom Brady stole the retirement headlines, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to keep playing so he can get his own retirement tour yes, this year. But even listening to him, he makes references that makes it sound like he's playing. Yeah, the other team that Boomer brought up a couple of times when he had this exact same conversation was the Tennessee Titans. And I don't see no, that. They asked him about that. They said because he was in Nashville. Tennis, yes. Yeah. For, uh, I forget who it was. Somebody's One, birthday, right? God, yeah, Godson's birthday. I yeah. forget who it was exactly. But, and they asked him specifically, have you uh, made your way over to the facility and talked to Vrabes? So I forgot about Tennessee. That's possible. But they're going to have to do some major, major overhauling. I mean, and this is what I, I said, what was it, yesterday, when we were making the joke about Ferkser, who's no longer there, and it's the Atlanta Falcon. What do they have there? I mean, they've got Derrick Henry, who I think his prime is now, we're looking at the back end of that. I mean, and they used to have Corey Davis and A.J. Brown there. They don't have either one of those guys there. So you'd have to basically, you'd have to go out and get some weapons there, a wide receiver, uh, and you'd have to get, you'd just have to upgrade the talent there. And you would think that's not a situation he wants to go into because that's kind of what he's leaving. Yeah. Wanting to upgrade the wide receiving wide receiver position. You look at the Jets, they got a lot of bright futures ahead of them at that position. They got good players. I I still think it's the Jets. Yeah, I do. I really do. I don't think he stays in Green Bay, and I think he ends up with the Jets. If you're just talking straight, like, where he wants to live and hang out. San Francisco, probably, right? Yeah. West Coast guy? Yeah, I would think so, too. But I, I don't think. think that's a possibility. I just don't. Unless San Francisco goes nuts in the compensation. Which, at that point, if you're Green Bay, it's like, fine. You know, we we're going to move on from him anyway. I'll, I'll take you guys beating us because we're probably going to re- be rebuilding exactly. and you just gave us three first-round picks or something stupid. And he's 39, not 31. Yeah. How, how long is he going to beat you for? Exactly. So I, I, if there was some crazy compensation from the 49ers, which, they, which they're probably desperate. I know they're desperate at that position at this point. They're not probably desperate. You saw what happened to them this year. They would, they might do that. It is amazing when you look at it, and it's and it the way it ended sucked. I mean, the fact that Purdy got hurt so quick in that game, and the fact that Josh Johnson, who I mean, I don't the guy don't think they're winning once he comes in anyway. But at least if he plays, you feel like he had a puncher's chance. The fact that he gets hurt, they was it twelve straight games they won going into that championship game. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know. They they need to make sure that Purdy is going. I'm assuming it's going to be Purdy with what the way he played the last seven, eight, nine games, whatever it was, going unbeaten until uh, the Eagle game. My guess would be they've got to go into next year thinking Brock Purdy is their quarterback of the future, and this time they got to get home. They have to. Yeah. Otherwise, well, it'd be a disappointing couple of years that run. Oh, sure. So good and so close, and have. Not, I mean, listen, happened to the Bills too for four straight years, getting to the Super Bowl, not winning, right? But, 
That would be interesting. I mean, it's, uh, that franchise has fair share of freaking... Oh, I know. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, success. No doubt. Boo-hoo, but, Niner fans. But when you're that close, you want to do whatever, whatever you have to do to get over the hump. And it's been a long time since they won it now. What, 94? Long time. Uh, they've been there. What, you, what was the year they lost to the Ravens? What was that year? I want to say 2012. It's that long ago? Yeah. Jesus. 2012 season. Niners-Ravens was... 11 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Niners, Ravens, wow. Super Bowl was. I was, I yeah, was 2012 season. Wow. Nailed it. It was February 3rd, 2013, so it was a 2012 season. When just a spry 35 year old Tom Brady was nearing the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Amazing. Mm hmm. What, what is Tom Brady's greatest moment? Is it. Coming back from 28 to 3? Mm, that is greatest moment. You think about all the Super Bowls they won. Uh, was it the first one? Beating the greatest show on turf? Being a guy that no one expected you know, to do it? That one might be because they were, everybody expected them to. I think everybody expected them to get, no, nah, I want to say blown out, but be beaten soundly in that game. Yeah. Was that the greatest moment? Uh, I don't know. There's so many of them. Like, yeah, how the, do you pick one? I mean, I think the winning with the Buccaneers, too, has to be in that conversation. Yeah, oh, for sure. At the end, yeah. 28-3, to 3, though, is really something for the ages. Yeah. I mean, that is, and at the age, and, and if you remember, too, that night, the next day, that week, we all thought, he's going out this way. Sure. And he didn't. Right. Came back and won again. In what was probably the worst Super Bowl I could ever remember. I mean, so the... We were at, that was the Atlanta Super Bowl. I wanted to go that year. I flew Gina down. We went to the Super Bowl. I was very, very fortunate to be able to be at the Super Bowl. I don't want to sound like a, like a schlub here or someone. What do they call that? A uh, schnurrer? A schnorrer? What is that? What's that? Uh, schnurr. Yeah. A schnurr? A schnurr. I don't want to sound like a schnurr, but man, that game sucked. It was low scoring. There was nothing going on. We were yawning in the stands. Which one is this now? This I'm, is, I'm half listening to you. I'm this sorry. Is the, why? What happened? No, nothing. <laughs> you were talking about schnurs. Schnurs, schnurs. Which game was uh, this? No, it was the, it was the uh, Patriots Rams Super Bowl. Oh, in Atlanta. Atlanta. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. Went I gotcha. to the yeah. barbecue place that yeah. burned down. Atlanta, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. So we, we went to that game, Gina yeah. and I. And that was, the, that was the famous flight home with Phil Sims and the Casamigos and Boomer <laughs> did the show drunk. That was that. <laughs> that was that show. And the NJ Diet commercial. <laughs> Right, that's right. Are you a fat pig? <laughs> Boomer, give me that, please. Um, so, yeah, but that game stunk. It was the Maroon 5 halftime show, mm. and that stunk. No, that was that did not stink. It was awful. No, it wasn't. From the, from the stands, it well, was from awful. the stands, maybe. On TV, it was actually pretty good. Oh, it was actually horrendous. one of the better ones. Really? Yeah, it was. I don't think so. It, well, from in the stands, I do. it was awful. It was mad. It was just it was well, terrible. The game sucked, so you were in a pissy mood. Oh, God. It was. But I can at least say I at least have this out of it. I saw the greatest of all time win a Super Bowl with my own eyes. Yes, you did. So I have that, even though I yawned and walked out of there going, that was the most miserable sports experience I've ever been through. Please get me home. <laughs> I still, to this day, I can change that around. And will I, when I tell my grandkids, with these two eyes. You saw Tom Brady in a Super these Bowl. These two glaucoma-ridden eyes that I have now. I saw Tom Brady win a Super Bowl. It was amazing. Is the Giants beating them 
and this is going to sound ridiculous because they were unbeaten through the regular season and then into the Super Bowl. Is that one of his worst moments? Yes, I do think so, because that is immortality right there. And that is something that one team has achieved. And what they would have done was even greater than what the Dolphins had With done because games. it was yeah more games. So, yes, I do. I think that losing that game absolutely is in Isn't his worst amazing? moment. Yeah, 18 and 0, you lose the Super Bowl, and it turns out to be one of the worst moments of your career. Yeah, I mean, he, he without a doubt, I mean, he looks back at that probably, and guys that are that great look back at those moments and remember them sometimes more than the great moments. Yeah, probably. Probably eats, eats at them. The, the thing that shocked me in the years I spent in Pittsburgh when I got, because a lot of those guys stuck around, those 70 Steelers stuck around in Pittsburgh because you live there and you're a 70 Super Steeler, like everything you get. You get for free. Right. You know, you're just a superstar. So in talking to those guys, they all brought up the same thing. Our best team was 1976, and we lost to the Raiders in the AFC Championship game. Franco Harris got hurt, and Rocky Blyer got hurt, and they ended up beating us. That was our best team. Our defense, they pitched like five shutouts mm. at the end of the year. They said, but that freaking year, still stuck in their core. They won four of them. Yeah. But it should have been five. Yeah. And that should, probably should have been their best one. And Brady's probably thinking it should have been nine. Uh, yeah, I would probably think It so. should have been ten with the Eagles one, probably. too, right? Uh, yeah. God, that's so long ago. That was not that long ago. The Eagles? The 52. 2017. Oh, five years ago, 2017. Right. Hello. Who did the Eagles beat? Uh, lose to, rather? That was the Patriots. Yes, they right. lost. Yeah, when Patriots. you said Patriots, yeah, that's what I was, was thinking of. 0 4 05, something like that. That was 2000. That's what I was thinking of when you mentioned uh, the Eagles and Brady. Right. I was thinking of the first one. So, 01 Rams, 03 Panthers, 04 Eagles, then. 42 Giants. 42, 42 Giants, they lost. Right. And, and then. Mr. Super Bowl in there. 49. Seahawks. Right. So, yeah, right. The Russell Wilson won, so he won that one. Then the... 51. Which was 28-3. to three, And then the one we just talked about. Eagles. And, and then, then the Bucks won. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of Super Bowls. <laughs> Incredible. It's um, And you're a Vikings fan. That's another one of those fan bases that are starving yeah. to get one. And then... I know. You've been there. Right. We're talking about the ones he missed. He's got seven. <laughs> right. I know. It's Maybe that's why I love the guy so much is because I'm I don't just know how you can't admire. I really don't know. I get if you are a Jet fan despising him for sure. But standing back and just taking the fandom out of it for a moment, just what he accomplished, is um, it's, it's remarkable. It really yeah. is. In a violent sport like that, to play every week like he did, aside from that one season, and when he was suspended for those, whatever, it was the four games or whatever, means they're every week. And to do it and do it and do it and do it at such a high level, at such an advanced age for the sport, I marvel at it. And we all think he could play another year. Uh, yes, I think I actually think he could have played till he was 49, 50 years old. Yeah. I do. I mean, so it'll never happen again. And never. just think, it was only a couple of weeks ago that he did that podcast with Steve Young, and I forget who else. We were a couple of old-time quarterbacks. It was Roger Staubach out. It was Staubach. And they're sitting there saying, just keep playing for us. Keep playing because you're doing what we wish we could have done. Yeah, that's right. All righty, Boomer and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. 
Tom Brady retiring on Twitter this morning. CeeLo's got uh, some stuff from that, I'm imagining, and more. What's up, Chris? All right, first, we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. They did just play, it looks like, on CBS Sports Network. I have the cuts for you if you'd like to hear oh, them. Yeah, I think they were just playing the video with no sound, I think. Maybe, no. or I don't Why know. Why would they play it with no sound? Because we were on the air while they no, were. with sound. Yeah. Oh, they did play with sound. Oh, before we, were we came back. we back, yeah. Oh, okay, oh, before we came back. All right, very good. But we do you have a very large radio audience that yes, did not see that. That's correct. You're familiar well, you with that. you played the grainy audio off your phone when it happened. So. Uh, just very quickly. It yes. wasn't grainy. It was okay. Yeah. sounded good to me. It's fine. But anyway, yeah. yes. Twitter video this morning, somewhat out of the blue to announce he is done again and broke the news himself. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. For good. I like the pregnant pause there. For good. And definitely some mm. sadness in his voice. Didn't want to beat around the bush. When I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So And we know that didn't last <laughs> very long. Yes. So without further ado, a quick word of thanks and appreciation. Really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Mm. I love you all. And there you yeah. go. He goes, thanks for you guys to allowing me to live my dream. My ex-wife, she did not. She wanted me elsewhere. She did not allow me to live my dream. So, isn't it funny too when you when you look at Brady? He's going to go join Burkhart now in the booth after next year, you know, for next year, most likely. Um, and and like you look at Brady as like this big figure, and and we're older than him. Yeah, you're not, but we are. Yeah, that is true. Well, all you guys are for me and CeeLo. He's five years older than me. That's probably a reason why I'd be starstruck by him if he walked in because all the guys well, younger sure. than me, I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but I don't, don't know. know. Like Al's eight years older than he is. What does that mean, though? I, I, you look at these guys as like they're not people. Like they're just bigger than life, and yet Al's got more life experience. Than God, that, yeah, no. See, that's why the age say, thing Tom, doesn't matter. Tell me, as you get older, you'll yeah. realize <laughs> what exactly. Yeah. Can I interest you in a on, condo by yeah. the shore? Yeah. Guys, can compare notes on diets. Is Bobby sure. approved? They could. Right up yeah, his alley. By the way, uh, this was inter interesting. Uh, Peter Schrager, of course, from uh, NFL Network says, per sources close to Brady, the video posted this morning was filmed prior to this morning. Kept awfully quiet. So he implies it was done not today, maybe yesterday. Don't know exactly when, but that's... Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Kept quiet. It was only Tom Brady and his phone. Who just <laughs> leaked it? Now, the point being, if he recorded it another day, he's been sitting on the news. Follow him up. There you go. Very good. All right. By the way, that, that rumored girlfriend that we don't know what the hell's going on with, like right after this retirement, posted like the most ridiculous bikini post she's ever posted. Okay. There you go. <laughs> if yeah, we were to look, what would her name be again? Uh, if we were to look. Veronica with a K. <laughs> Rajek. R-A-J-E-K. So they're, they're together or rumored? No, no, no. They're no, rumored and I don't think so. I don't think isn't so. It oh, just, okay. She's making it seem that way? She's making it seem that yeah. way. Some people think she's married. Some people think she's not. Right. I don't know what oh, the so hell's going on. So she's into Brady. Yes. Clearly. Loves Tom Brady. And she's, like she's been... Attention. So the first thing I did was go... Like I was thinking she would post something about it right away. And boy, did she. <laughs> 
She goes, so hot, so hard to retire from beach days, so enjoy it while they last. Huh. <laughs> There's there a is. bikini shot, by the way. Yeah, there's another one she's supposed yeah. to. Okay. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Brady goes out. The leader in completions in the NFL this year, 490 of them, of course, at the age of uh, 45. His first full season as a starter, he led the NFL in touchdowns, and at age 44 last year, led the league in TDs as well. You can pretty much break it up into the three decades, his 20s, his 30s, and his 40s. And if you split the stats up, basically he's got three separate Hall of Fame careers. So well accomplished and decorated, as we know. Interesting, uh, by the way, perfect day for... The Mike and the Mad Dog debut on first take as they can now get into this a little bit later on this morning. That's as, right. Uh, I forgot Mike about that. Dog on the TV right. side with Stephen A. Yeah, they're going to come up with no some. Interest. No, no, no. It's just that they're going to come up with some manufactured. Is he the goat? Is dog's going to bring up some quarterback from like pre World War One? Otto Graham is the name he likes. Right, to right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as the Bucks are concerned. We saw this with the Rams and things kind of falling apart quickly. Uh, so the Bucks now will have a dead cap hit of about thirty-five million bucks for Brady next year, even with the retirement. So now they've got to deal That's with that. That's not fair. That's the way it works. I thought Brady was a free agent. I guess because of the way the contract was structured. I so too. Yeah, I'm just I'm telling you what I just saw from one of the cap gurus on Twitter. Okay. So maybe while he's a free agent, maybe they had pushed. Maybe it was a void year situation. I don't know exactly how that contract was structured, but I'm reading he has a dead cap hit of 30. You know what I'm tired of is what? this goddamn salary cap. I'm tired of the cap. Because I agree. Like, God love Boomer, but he loves him some salary cap. Well, he's Apparently, in that world. He loves well. it. Yeah. I just brought it up. No, I know, but like, he loves the ins and outs of the salary cap, and I can't take it anymore. I mean, it's a lot of minutiae. But it'll, everything always ends up getting done, though. You know what I wish it was? You're making $4 million. You know what you count against the cap this year? $4 million. Yeah. You got $220 million to spend. Figure it out. None of this crap with the here's a signing bonus, and then we'll stretch it this way and we'll avoid it here. That's why I like the NHL. Whatever the number is, you just divide it by the amount of years. and That's that's exactly what it should be. Yep. Uh, we did a lot of Knicks earlier, 129-123 overtime loss to the Lakers at the Garden. As you had the triple-double for LeBron, Jalen Brunson, 37 in the loss. Knicks have dropped three out of four at home with the Heat, Clippers, and Sixers on the way between now and Sunday at the Garden. You have the Nets visiting the Celtics this evening. We'll have coverage on the fan as well as the free Odyssey app beginning at 7.15. Back to the football here. I've got some other stuff, a little bit more from Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. As far as the Packers go, last week he was uh, more on the gracious side. It was like, hey. Uh, I think they might want to move on for me. I'll be okay with it. I get it. But uh, yesterday seemed maybe a little perturbed that they've not been keeping him in the loop on what they're thinking. It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Um, you know, honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. So uh, I'm not a part of those conversations right now. A little passive aggressive. Shut up. Interesting. Okay, Mike. Maybe that's what Mike will say today on TV. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Rogers confirming he still hasn't decided if he is going to play in 2023. It's, it's going to be a little bit more time uh, for my decision. And, you know, I feel confident that uh, in a couple of weeks I'll feel definitely more strongly about one of the two decisions. So we will continue to wait and see how the One of the out. two decisions. Play, not play. Right. Okay. But isn't, like, there a layer to that? Play, not play? Or play with the Packers? Or play with somebody else? I, I guess... One, sorry, Jared. I ahead. think once he decides to play, it's going to be wherever. Because he's going to have a saying where he gets traded. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm telling you right now, because of his ego, if he was thinking about retiring, this Tom Brady thing changes that. He wants his own retirement circus. So he's playing. I think he's playing. Lock it in. Intro press conference for Frank Reich with the Panthers mm. yesterday. He made sure to highlight, yet yeah, you really need stability at quarterback. The good thing that I've learned in my past experience here, uh, in the past experience in a few years, is we've learned how to adapt to different styles of quarterbacks, but that's not the ideal situation. That's an issue he certainly was plagued with during his time with the Colts. Here's owner David Tepper defending his decision to hire Reich over minority candidate and interim head coach Steve Wilkes, among others. That should be your main focus. How do you break that old boys network? How do you break that process to get you that old boys network? You break the process by trying to get the best people possible in every rule you can do. Point being, just pick the best candidate. It doesn't matter the race. He pointed to a number of minority hires they've made in their front office. Also admitted he didn't conduct a strong enough search last time when they ultimately hired Matt Rule, who was thought of as the program culture-building type. Now, not so much. I made this mistake. You know, I think it's a mistake to have a CEO type head coach, okay? That's a mistake, just in general. That's what I kind of believe. So I think you want to get somebody who's really good on offense or really good on defense. Which is kind of the opposite of what we've been hearing in recent years. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. You just hired the wrong CEO. Doesn't right. mean you not shouldn't have the, one. The one thing with Reich, he talks about the quarterback. Who's the quarterback in Indianapolis? Right now? Right. Well, I don't even know. Not in, I'm be. sorry, Carolina, where he's going. Well, sorry. No, Sam Darnold. That's, that's, that is to, that what they said? We have to. We have to figure out the quarterback situation and make it a sustained stability. If you follow Boomer's breadcrumbs, it's going to be Derek Carr. Because he just he's dropping them all over the place. Okay. What kind of breadcrumbs? Because I was going to say, like, he's but, in. You a, know, he's like one of these. Like, listen, if I'm. <laughs> I'm the Panthers. I don't know. You tell me if this makes sense, but I'm going after Derek Carr. Pair him with Frank. I mean, that that to me is a no-brainer. Uh, Matt Flores. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's which means Frank told Boomer, and Boomer just well, yes. told yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, I, I hadn't thought about this yet, but but I just just popped it to my mind. Derek Carr, Carolina. Yeah, okay, yeah, I thought about it. Which, which is why, which is why when he did the whole Tom Brady to the Cowboys thing, yeah. and then I said that I wouldn't dismiss it because it came from Boomer and he's got sources, and then idiots are writing that I'm reporting that Tom Brady's going to the Cowboys. Who wrote that? I saw, I, yeah, Jerry was, tweet, Jerry was uh, Jerry uh, Recco saying that uh, Tom Brady to the Cowboys, yep. <laughs> which is not... Get out of here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, yep. that's horrible. It was pretty funny, actually. I got one guy... You wrote, you wrote something like, you're a, what did he call me? A hack was in there. <laughs> you're a, oh, I forget. You're a cowboy shill hack radio guy from New York. You know nothing about the Cowboys or Tom Brady. <laughs> okay, thanks. 877. <laughs> yeah. I never reported anything, jackass. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. Uh, however, Jerry Recco claims that TB12 <laughs> is heading to Texas, and that could lead to a dispute. Yeah. If that doesn't show you how things oh get, my God. Yeah, stories get twisted and things get run with. I is, never, matter of fact, I disagreed with it at first. <laughs> and then I said to Al, boy, Boomer keeps on this. This Tom Brady, I guess you can't dismiss this one. This is essentially sports. Yeah, again, it wasn't SI.com. Right, and it says. But I got peppered with, with, um, with tweets. And then it's ML football. Is the thing that was the out. one? Okay, so that was the one that got me the most uh, grief over the weekend. That yeah, tweet. yeah. Said uh, <laughs> the radio personality said one should not dismiss it. Seems confident Jerry Jones and the Blue Star could go after the future <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback. And then it says 
Rocco's claim <laughs> opened Rocco. a new debate on Twitter. Yeah, it wasn't my claim. And then the, the quote is, "Don't dismiss it." If the Dallas Cowboys could go after Tom Brady this offseason, per at Jerry Recco. Okay. Yeah. Right, Rocco. <laughs> another look at this another user said Rocco's just a radio oh. host and has no sources to back his claims mm. and this was from Boomer yeah I was reacting yeah. on right. Boomer yeah. for a couple of straight days saying mm -hmm. you know Tom Brady to Dallas makes sense and I was like no like Dak Prescott's the quarterback <laughs> and then he and then Al asked me the next morning he goes you know Boomer's really on this Tom I said, you know what he said a lot of things a lot come true mm -hmm. I guess Kind of can't dismiss oh it, God, I guess. Not as so bad funny. as Rex's 0 for 2 yesterday. That yes, we talked about that. That was a really big 0 for 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was just awesome to see that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, some more chest pounding from the Chiefs out of the AFC title game. I'm not sure if this was post-game or maybe following day or night at some sort of event or whatnot. Uh, Chiefs radio play-by-play -play guy Mitch Holtis interviewing Marquez Valdez-Scanling, who, of course, had the monster game for Kansas City, but beyond the gaudy numbers. People don't realize, because it doesn't show up in the stat sheet, you get the big penalty on Eli Apple. That's the hold. That's an automatic first down. What about that play? Yeah, you know, I was just whooping him all game, you know, and uh, you know, that was just another play where he couldn't couldn't cover me well enough and, uh, you know, got the flag and we, we moved it up. Okay. 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 <laughs> whooping him all. Eli <laughs> Apple, man. <laughs> Listen, so you funny. talk as much as he did. When you go down, right. you, the, you know, you got to yeah. go to the podium. By the way, you guys did the Micah Parsons thing. You did that with uh, Jerry yesterday. Yeah. Gio, did you mm -hmm. see his middle of the night response to the people that were calling him out? For I did tape? not. So Barstool Sports, among others, put it out. But the, the Barstool tweet was the one he quote tweeted. It was like almost 3 a.m. So I guess if he's in Dallas, 2 a.m., whatever, irrelevant. So he writes on Twitter, you people are sick. You will sit in your own misery because of lack of accomplishments, then root for others. I have no shame. The league is a brotherhood. I'll never prey down on another man's success, nor be ashamed to say I'm happy for my brother's success. And he's doubling down on his go get him Eagles take. But you can time. root for your friend. The problem is he's rooting for the team. Right? He also he said go get a bowl for our division. Right. right. He didn't say, hey, man, I love this guy. He's my friend. I'd be happy to see him win. Right. So, and he's not rooting against. We're not saying don't root against these guys or, or, or root against these guys. We're saying you don't say go get a bowl for our division. What Which, about when uh, Burrow met uh, Mahomes at midfield afterwards and said, uh, now go win it all? Similar or not see, similar? See, but that. Uh, They're I not division like, rivals. Mm -hmm. And also, that ha we see that all the time. Coach, I've heard coaches say that to each other at midfield after yeah. a game. It's like a standard thing. If that huh? were, like, I don't know. Think about it, AFC North, like Joe Flacco and Ben Roethlisberger back when those guys battled in an about, AFC uh, championship Tomlin game. and Harbaugh? Yeah, they wouldn't say that no. to each other. They hate each other. Yeah. So that's a, that's a division thing. Even though there's a there's definitely a rivalry now between the Chiefs and the Bengals, I don't think it's like Cowboys-Eagles. No mm -hmm. way. Right, that's, and that's the other part of it. It's Cowboys-Eagles. Yeah, I know. One of the bigger rivalries right. there is. Yeah. Jeff McNeil press conference yesterday to announce the new contract extension. Very happy and humble in his remarks about sticking around long term. New York Mets is the only team I know, you know, been in the organization since 2013. So, you know, that's where I want to be. You know, New York is my home and, you know, I'm super happy to be uh, playing for these fans and, you know, playing for this team for years to come. I also asked him about the car situation with Francisco Lindor 
didn't pay up yet for the batting title. So apparently spring training, perhaps he's been sending him some pictures of cars he likes. We'll see if Lindor follows through. He'll follow through. Come spring training, I would imagine he would. Yes. All right, let's do moment of the day. It is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. So you had the Sean Sean Mirage viral video yesterday getting on the Eagle fans, but uh, Gio had a little different observation about that video. That's not the interesting part to me. The interesting part to me is the setup in the video because just Let's just listen to the question, and you tell me if this is natural or not natural when he's trying to get the opinion from Sean Mirage. Plus, you could hear the door opening. Right. I left that part in. Okay. All right. Hey, Mirage, what is it you said about Eagles fans? (laughs) (laughs) So, like... All the credit, it went viral, it was great, it's awesome, Sean got those views, but I was laughing more (laughs) than anything at Izzo doing his porno dialogue. (laughs) So, like, I did, I tweeted this in the video, I'm like, this is the equivalent of, hey, ladies, did someone order a pizza? (laughs) Hey, Marish, what is it you said about Eagles fans? <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny. A lot of natural acting that goes around around here in these videos that we put out there. You know, <laughs> Tom Izzo, great at making those videos. Yes. Not great at acting. Those but even videos. the other folks that we incorporate around here, you would think that they went to acting school. You know, it's just so it's naturally true. done. Right. Like uh, Evan in that one. Oh yeah. So I mean, graceful. <laughs> Kiwi's getting beaten up for looking pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's terrible. It's funny. You can tell when they tell them what they want them to say. It just right. What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's no different than when we give the athletes the the thing to read. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, it's not the what they do. Flagship station for New uh, York sports. Right, the sports yeah. radio Lolo. <laughs> <laughs> well, Al Woods, former uh, Pittsburgh Steeler, played in the league. I think he still might be active, playing on a team. Defensive lineman. When he handed him one of those liner things, and it says, you know, hi, I'm name, you know. He goes, <laughs> he goes but I'm Al Woods. <laughs> you go, we know you're Al Woods. You put it in there. Stupid. Yeah. God. He goes, I'm not. I'm, I, not I'm name. name. I'm, <laughs> I'm Al Woods. <laughs> Save before the flash. Yeah. <laughs> right. Save before oh, the flash. Uh, all right, CeeLo. We'll see you uh, at some point. Enjoy Arizona, fellas. All yeah. right, Chris. I'll be jealous. Mm-hmm. Where are you gonna, when are we going to see you again? Uh, oh, yeah. March? No, no. I forget. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a day or two in February. February yeah. yes. Okay, I don't know good. The exact day. Right, so we'll see I you. know I won't see you in Glendale. You'll see a lot of them in March. Okay. That's Big right. Ten tournament, TBD, NCAA yeah. tournament. I'm oh, anticipating. That's, that's all TBD. Mm-hmm. And I got to figure this thing out now. We're playing in Minnesota in March midweek. Yeah. <laughs> I got to worry about getting back in time. No, oh, my God. Where is the Big Ten tournament? Chicago. All right. Which I actually might work from there, so right. maybe not. Hmm. Your well, guy, they you, love you in Chicago. Yeah, they get you the coffee, all that. Yeah. What's the guy's name in Mitch uh, Rosen? Right. No, 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 no. I know him. What's oh. the guy's name Boomer had in Kansas Steven City? Steven Spector. Mitch Rosen. <laughs> My guy. That's right. Jerry pays for his snacks, though. <laughs> actually, no. Mitch oh. buys it for me, too. Wow. I offered. I say no. He brings me muffins and coffee. Let's be nice. And Mitch Rosen is high up in the company. Mm. Steven Spector's like 24 years old. Mitch Rosen's he's one of the... The PD in Kansas City is 24? Something like that. Al was telling me. Looks like he's... By the way, did you see fella. Tom McCarthy? Speaking of that, Tom McCarthy's kid was hired. Yes. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, as the third Mets voice. Wow. Yeah. Indirectly costing me work. 
Not that anyone cares about that. Directly costing you. No more Brad Heller. So no more filling in for Brad Heller in the morning. On wait, wait, wait. So Brad's not pre and post. Nope. Not, 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 according, was, not according to what I read. I thought he was pre and post only when Howie's off. Is what I read. Is that what it was? That's I what I read oh, this morning. I, you know what? I must have missed it. Which maybe tells I me maybe I didn't read far enough down in the story. Which I thought that meant Brad was going to be. The I, you know what? Voice. I don't want to put fake up fake news out there then. So okay. like, I think Brad's going to be, from what great. I read, that'd be great. I think Brad will be the third voice when Howie's out. Awesome. Good for Brad. Good for the rest of us. That uh, like hire a lead voice. Okay. Since Howie's not doing every game, my guess would be Brad will do pre and post. And when Howie takes his 40 no. games, no, that's no. not happening. Well, no, because they, they, well, they hired another guy. Right. They hired the main Wayne uh, replacement. Right, right. They hired this guy, name, Justin. I Justin Robb. Brooklyn Cyclones. Right. Yeah, right. they hired him. That. Right. And, and now, now this McCarthy's third guy, kid, McCarthy, is... Who's going to fill in for Brad when Howie's out, which tells me Brad then fills in the, slides into Howie's role. That's not how I read it, but we'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah. You got... Well, anyway, I'm happy for these fellas. I am happy for those gentlemen as yeah. well. You got a yes. one and a two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a specialist. Okay. Boomer Geo on the fan end, CBS Sports Network. Tom Brady retiring, you should know that by now. It's like 8.15 this morning, and we've talked about it plenty this morning. That's something we're talking about right before, I'm assuming, I'm hoping this guy's still there, but right before mm. we talked about Tom Brady was how popular pickleball has become. And you were thinking about adding pickleball to Renko no, Sports. No, no. Yes, you were. You I was not. It. Yes, I you was not. So popular. You said I got no, pickleball. No, no. You said the whole thing yeah. of the tape and everything. They said, you <laughs> want to pickle, eat a pickle. <laughs> they said, I said, I have guys asking us to do it. And then you did some research. Hey, you said Sable was expensive. <laughs> How expensive? And I said, hold on. I'll take a look for That's, you. That is true. Right. Yes. You did some investigation. I did not say we're thinking about it just yet. I only got so many you hours. Commit to it. No, you've been thinking about it. We're thinking about it. There you go. That's all. Well, Matt in Florida <laughs> is a pickleball pro, wow. and he joins us now. Hello, Matt. Hey guys, how are you? Great, Morning. man. Thanks for holding. What's up? No worries. So I, I'm a New York guy my whole life, and so moved down here the last couple of years. And I'm huge into pickleball. The sports uh, growing like crazy. And just wanted to spell a couple of thoughts you had, Geo. Is you can get an outrageous workout on the pickleball court. Even though it's a relatively small space, the um, the running, the stopping, the sweating, the bending, the jumping, it's unbelievable. You really, really get an intense workout if you want to. Um, I um, I work for uh, Adidas Pickleball, and we have a great line of paddles, and I'd love to send you guys some stuff and uh, try to help you get started. Sure. You, yeah, you want to send us free pickleball paddles? I'm all about it, man. Let's go. It's a, it's, it's a great I got to. I got a 73-year-old father down here that loves pickleball and doesn't move great. I got an 11-year-old nephew down here that loves pickleball and moves around like crazy. It's for it's a sport that's for everybody. I got Amazing. students in their 80s, students in their 30s. It's, it's really a great game. Hmm. Um, and a lot of these pro athletes, you got LeBron James and Tom Brady. Um, now that's why, Obviously, that's why he's retired. <laughs> but they've gotten involved in this uh, Major League Pickleball and... When you're sitting around doing nothing, hop on YouTube because this past weekend in Mesa, Arizona, they had a huge team event for Major League Pickleball, and it's an awesome watch. The team aspect was great. The playing was outrageous. Um, a lot of fun, and it's just getting started. Yeah, and so you're a, a pro player, so you're actually making money off of playing the game. Well, I'm a pro 
instructor. I play at a lower pro level, like the highest of amateur levels, to be honest. Uh, a lot of my friends and partners that I play with are all dabbling on the professional uh, circuit, making some money. I make money selling paddles. I make money teaching lessons. And um, at some point, maybe I'll get on the tour playing a little bit. Awesome. Well, no, thanks for filling us in. I'm actually looking at the Sable one now, and it's uh, called Pickleball Hall. And I get, you know, it's not as expensive as I thought. Maybe I was just, maybe somebody told me that. So there is a membership, though. I got to look into this because there's a membership that says it's only $96 for the year. But I don't think that that means that you get no. to play the entire year. That means you become a member for $96. Right. And then maybe you get like a T-shirt or something. But it says like, it says 20 bucks just to play. Like if I wanted to play tomorrow... Like, obviously, I can't, but let's just say theoretically I had a different job and I wanted to play tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. a beginner pickleball. It says open play beginner, 10 of 12 spots remaining, 20 bucks. So that means you're playing with three other people that you are going to meet tomorrow. Probably, yeah. I would I would imagine that open play means that. So $20 isn't that much. So I, that, that to me is no. not expensive. So I, so I apologize to Pickleball Hall for saying that it was expensive. <laughs> That's not bad at all. Now, if you're saying, like, I do a $96 membership and then I'm playing three times a week, it could add up. Oh, well, good, but that's your choice. But just like everything else. Yeah. Well, to no go, one's holding a gun to your head to go play pickleball. Right. I got news for you. You want to go rent a tennis court indoors in the winter, it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, maybe, what do you think? Reco Sports? I don't bucks. know. I don't know. Right Make now. it 30 bucks. Let's deal with Cornhole. Right Reco Ball Hall? Let's, no. Right now, it's it's cornhole. We'll we'll talk. I Hundred dollars open play. Man, they're, all, <laughs> they're all filled up, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I when I tell you that the guys have told me if we did it, we would fill up very quickly. I don't. It doesn't it doesn't surprise me. I mean, look I'll at this. Friday, February 10th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 12, 12 uh, filled up, completely filled up, all 12 spots. So it's only three quarts. Um, looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. Looks okay. Like details. I'm in, man. I'm in. <laughs> Let's go get my workout in. No more Peloton. Pickleball. Pickleball hall. All right. Boomer and G on the fan at CBS Sports Network. I guess Boomer didn't get back to us with the uh, his take on he's Tom sleeping. Brady. Yeah. He's not sleeping. We actually know he's awake. As oh, no, this his. is a definite, I am ignoring this text. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Because he's been up for at least an hour. And then tomorrow in the open, he'll say everything we just said about it. <laughs> like it's fresh. So we could have gotten them today. You get Boomer's Take tomorrow. We will get it tomorrow at 6 a.m. Yep. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 